Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. If you really want to be one of the best brewers there is... I stopped uh, dressing all in plastic. You better be brewing five to six times a week. A beer, every beer, is made with love, and it begs to, to be appreciated. I need something to kill the salmonella I'm kind of worried about in the eggs. Do you find that uh, that the hops kind of clash with the uh, chicken embryo you put in there? <laughs> well, I might sleep here tonight. It's a California <laughs> king. There's plenty of room for both of us, Beavis. Yeah. How many of the brewers over there have seen your ass? That's Fairly. it. Someone's getting cut tonight. All yeah. I have to say is, hey, McDonald, how you doing? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to The Session, live here from the Hop Grenade in downtown Concord, California. Land of the free. Home of lots of homeless people, but less homeless people than in Martinez. That's true. So we got that going for us. I have a really fun story from Martinez. Yeah? Yeah, just uh, recently my in-laws took Abby to a park out there. They were out by the water, which close to where our old studio was. And as they're walking, my mother-in-law, who is just the sweetest, most timid little lady. Yeah. She's walking by, and my father-in-law's pushing Abby in the stroller, and they're walking by, and she looks over at her husband and is like, is that man naked? (laughs) (laughs) There was a... But naked man yeah. laying on a park bench. Sorry about that. Directly across the street from a child's park. Right. Oh, man. They had to call the police. Uh, <laughs> was he homeless or was he just. You no, know, he, sunning no. Himself. You know what? He I, was, he, uh, he apparently he oversaw, yeah. he over, he saw them uh, talking about him with somebody else in the park. And like he kind of like knew something was up. And so he proceeded to stand up, Finish. get dressed, and walk away. Wow. wow. And, like, he didn't look homeless, so when my father-in-law <laughs> oh, called the police, uh, 
they they kind of were just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, oh, that's just Jerry, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Jerry. What about him didn't look homeless? The fact that he was naked on a bench? Well, His not a, that's, clothing apparently did oh. not come That's what I mean. Like, I was more worried that he was a creeper than a homeless guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, could I think just he was been, just you know, a full-blown creeper, like... Oh. Putting his wiener through the cracks in the bench. <laughs> uh, it's knows? nice! Yeah. Taking a break from Starbucks? There was, like, a video of, on, so on Facebook this week of a, a guy going through... TSA going through security at the oh, airport yeah, goes, who, who, is, who got upset because they it. kept making him take off different articles of clothing yeah. so finally he was like alright F it took everything off <laughs> went through the metal detector completely naked while wow. the cops they all just stood there looking the TSA and the police I mean he's kind of doing what they asked him to do yeah. he just sort of aggressively ripped off his clothes <laughs> threw them all through the metal detector uh, <laughs> wow. walked through the uh, or all through the, the conveyor belt right. walked through the metal detector pretty sure he Opened a cheek uh, as he did Oh, yeah, he did when he so. bent over to put his uh, socks on, he, yeah, he, yeah, he was taking that. pictures. I wish I had balls like that. I thought that was pretty oh, good. Yeah. You know, not that I saw his balls, but, you know, the gumption as well. Sure. Yes. Uh, no, the figuratively, <laughs> right. Yeah. But I thought it was bigger balls can hurt either. Nah, yeah, that's true. Well, we've got a great show for you today. Uh, lots to do as well. we got a busy one. But new Helvetia Brewing Company is on the program with us today from Sacramento. They're going to be in the studio. We've got their beer on tap here at the Hop Grenade. Plus, I believe they brought some others down for us to sample. We're going to talk a little bit about Sacramento Beer Week and learn all about uh, new Helvetia, which I think we're going to find is um, pretty exciting for homebrewers. They have a bit of a Frankenstein brew system up there that they, that they put together to brew some great beer, and we'll get to talk about that kind of good stuff. Plus, we're going to talk to Trolls Prowl from oh, White Labs. Cool. Oh. Good old Trolls. My friend. I love this kid from Denmark. And uh, they've got a big announcement uh, at White Labs. So Trolls is going to come on at the end of the program and talk to us about that. Is Trolls getting his green card? Um, <laughs> I don't think that's, that's the too bad. Yeah. I think he got it and they removed, revoked it <laughs> already. So You are uh, too handsome to be in this country. Get out. Leave. <laughs> but you know, they announced their new location. They're building a new location in uh, North Carolina. Yeah. As well, a new White Labs facility, a big facility out there so that they can help get fresh yeast uh, all across the country. That's amazing. So uh, another big announcement tonight from White Labs. So we'll When's, be talking to Trolls a bit later. When are we building our second satellite studio in North Carolina? North Carolina, or as I like to call it, North Cackalack. <laughs> um, they seem to be getting all the beer attention. You know, we're, we don't want to be late to the party. Or I agree. do we find the new location like, uh, you know, North Dakota? <laughs> yeah. The BN is coming for you. Follow us to North Dakota, everybody. <laughs> we're, trust me, we're visionaries. Yes, we figured out the podcast. Now we're going to figure out <laughs> North Dakota things. <laughs> we're going to figure out ice. <laughs> yeah, I like flat stretches of icy road. Yeah. Dominated podcast. <laughs> now we're going to dominate moose. You're right. Is moose mooses? That's right. Moose. Mo- yeah. Moose eye. No one ever knows that. Meese. It's not. What is it really, Moscow? You must know. What is the plural of moose? It's moose. I think it's, it's just moose. moose. Yeah. This is moose. weird. Anyway. It's like fish. <laughs> All right. So we're going to have Dave Gull in the pro, uh, on the program. He's the founder of New Helvetia Brewing Company, and we're going to talk beer with them today. I've got some BN information for you. Oh, yeah. Well, I was in San Diego last week and finalized the date and location of BNA 10. Oh. It's actually it's, it's a 10-20-20 party because we're turning 10. White yeah. Labs is turning 20, and more beers turning 20, and we're all partying together wow. on Wednesday, June 10th. And we've secured our location. It's the Broadway Pier right in downtown San Diego, uh, right at the Maritime Museum. 
We were looking at the Maritime Museum excel- itself because it has the tall ships <laughs> that you can use. But okay. there's too many of us. We couldn't fit. So right. it turns out there's a pier right smack in the middle, and we're renting the whole thing. Oh, wow. It's an indoor-outdoor facility, so we're going to be able to hang out on the water, put our stage up out there on the water, and nice. uh, really party in San Diego. Sounds great. Can we yeah. go fishing? <clears throat> no off fishing the off the pier. I was there, and I saw a sign specifically that That's said... That's too bad. I'm also concerned because the, the pier itself at the water's edge doesn't have any kind of barrier <laughs> at all. Um, is this a life jacket required event? I feel <laughs> yeah. like it might have to be because all there is is like Since a with our crew. like a really? curb to trip over and then fall <laughs> into the water. Good. You're going ahead first. Yeah, do so, they know that we're serving beer? Right. Yeah. So I'm feeling like we have to bring in a perimeter because mm. let's we know us. <laughs> right. And our people. Yeah. And I don't think it's safe. So uh, we're well, gonna one of our crew is half blind. <laughs> so yeah. either you know what he needs. Oh, we should get Warren a cane. Yeah, it's a good idea. That'd be amazing. <laughs> In a related a story, dog. I may or may not have one of those. <laughs> a, a cane. Yeah. I see. I'm married to Sam. That's uh, true. <laughs> yeah. So BNA10, in fact, you can go to BNA10.com. There's not much info there now, but that's where you stay tuned. But I'm telling you, save the date. It's Wednesday, June 10th, uh, and we're doing this thing. We're going big. We're, it's our 10th anniversary, and we want to party like it's our 10th anniversary. So get ready for that. Fly in early. Of course, the conference starts on Thursday, so come in early so you can be with us on the Wednesday night. Are they bringing back Pro Night this year? I think so. I should know this because I'm on the governing committee, but... Uh, <laughs> Proof that you don't really have to do anything to be on the governing committee. <laughs> well, it's that I'm... In, in this case, it's not really my fault. I'm always confused by the message in the last two years. What's the of, Bill Clinton uh, like? You have one thumb on one knuckle and I you're know. just gesturing. I'm uh, just wagging my, my knuckle hand. I'll have you know <laughs> that this is not my fault. It's my president's assessor's fault. That's right. Uh, yes, they're bringing back Pronite. But I don't know in what format. But I, I know that they, they basically told me, yeah, go ahead and move the party back to Wednesday because there will be a pro something or other on Thursday. Okay. That's all I know for now. Hmm. I'll, I'll let you more. I'll let you know more as I know. Please let, let us I'll more. more you know. Yes. How about that? All right. Uh, I've told you about the Blue Bonnet Brew-Off. I'm this year's keynote speaker, which yeah. is very exciting for somebody. For you. I'm sure. <laughs> Not even for you, probably. Yeah. Like, God damn it. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because I hear this one's uh, a real party. I hear these Texans yeah. know how to party. Just send me in your stead. I'll just do it. Like, just, I'll do And then when I'm put half- on a Jesus outfit and, and say, <laughs> yeah. hey, it's Justin. And then just stand there. And then halfway through, you come in half naked, duct taped. You're like, this is, are you, what are you doing? I'm like, just barely running in with my feet tied together. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's not a bad idea. Thank you. Well, myself and Nathan Smith, and now just announced. Tasty McDole will be oh, at the Blue yeah. Bonnet uh, Brew-Off yeah. this year. That's right. You can go Sneak to bluebonnetbrewoff.org right now and, and check it out. You can still get tickets, I do believe. And uh, it's the 19th and the 20th, or, or maybe it's the 20th and the 20th. I don't know. I get there on the 19th. That's Friday what I know. and Saturday. So it's 20th and 21st then. I hope you're talking about marketing and how to do that properly because you're good. <laughs> yeah, that's what they want me for. They're like, talk about what you know. <laughs> like, All right. Uh, so you want to talk about drinking then? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I like no. Pale 31. <laughs> yeah. And, and Burning Man. Right. Yeah. Yes. I'll see you next year. Thank you. Seattle. Well, that's why they're bringing Nate Smith. He's doing the technical talk. And I think they're bringing Tacey just because he's more fun than we are. (laughs) So um, I'll be doing something. Good. 
Good, yeah. good. So we're looking forward to that. Go to bluebonnetbrewoff.org uh, and check And you get to meet me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Also, uh, I've been telling you about our BN Club collaboration between the Brewing Network Club and Quaff. Yeah. We didn't get too many. I'm waiting for the answer from Quaff. I, I sent out an email today. We didn't get too many responses from BNers to brew down in San Diego this weekend. It was going to be this Saturday. What we did get is a lot of responses from BNers and Quaff members for March 7th at Heretic. So I do think we're going to do the March 7th brew day. As of now, the 28th is a little bit up in the air down in, in San Diego. But I should know more, um, hopefully by tomorrow, when Quaff gets a, gets a hold of me about it. But if you're still interested, there's a sign-up sheet. Just send me an email, justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. We're doing it March Saturday, March 7th at Heretic. Um, we need more BNers and more Quaffers if you're interested. And then potentially this Saturday, although uh, that one's really kind of up in the air at this point. So just send me an email, justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. I'll be down there Sunday. That's why I couldn't. I couldn't go down there. Are you going to be in? in, in I'm, well, I'm going to be in Lancaster Saturday night, so yeah, I couldn't yeah. really make it all the way down to San Diego. But uh, I'm I'm excited for March seventh. I'm going to bring my Pico Brew. Beautiful. Yeah. I feel like you should team up with Jamil as the his quad <laughs> member because you two are like it's the perfect lazy brew day for <laughs> right. you guys. Well, in collaborations, he doesn't do anything anyway. Yeah. Okay. Great. I think that he should be the quad rep and you the BN club rep. I would and totally got, do it. And it's just you. Yokel standing around the, uh, the the beautiful Pico Brew. Uh, yeah, right. You're like, and our brew day has begun. You right. pushed a button. Jamil, come on. You're, you're going to buy me pints at the, at the tasting room. At the tasting room. Yeah. You guys come out two hours later, and we're done. <laughs> yeah. Now we're cooling. Let's While the go. rest of us are, are slaving yeah, over right. our brew Heating mash tun yeah. water. And they'll just dump the yeast in the keg and just let it sit in the brewery <laughs> at room temperature. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be great. Yeah. All right, send me an email, justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. I also got to let you know that More Beer, a good friend's More Beer, you know, they're the sponsor of this show and every session that we do, and they have been since the beginning. Go to morebeer.com and check them out. And another reason to go to morebeer.com right now, when you go, you click on the big image right there on the homepage so that you can win a trip to the National Homebrewers Conference. Uh, also, tickets to BNA 10 come uh, w- with the prize. So go there now. All you got to do is click that image, fill out the form. You can do it once a day until April 15th, and they're going to pick a winner. They're going to fly you to the conference. They're giving you a full conference pass. They're putting you up in a hotel. You get VIP tickets to BNA 10, and all you got to do is fill out a little form. <laughs> so, 100 times. Go to morebeer.com right now and uh, check it out. Good people over there at More Beer. It's a great giveaway. All right. You can uh, support us by shopping on Amazon. Just click the Amazon link of the homepage. Amazon part of the week. The uh, Grave Before Shave Beard Oil in Bay Rum Scent. Mm. It's a one-ounce dropper bottle. Amazing Bay Rum Scent with coconut afternotes. Keeps the beard shiny and healthy. Uh, conditions the beard and mustache. Treats the skin underneath the beard. and Keeps it free from itchiness and beard ruff. Wow. Did you buy this beard? That wasn't me. What? <laughs> Do I uh, smell like coconut? Yeah, do you smell like a pina colada? Yeah. Well, maybe he hasn't used it It's on the way. I yeah. started using beard oil recently. Uh, for what? Uh, for my, it's kind of my nether region. Oh, no. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? Shut no, just for my little beard. Yeah. Got oil oh, down. my God. I always thought you were serious. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I, this will be the second time I've said today I need to work with more women. <laughs> Me too. That would be a class action lawsuit. Okay. <laughs> That's right. You don't even have enough room to, the, not, nothing is longer than a I know. centimeter. It's not for the beard hair. It's for my, I get, I've been getting flaky skin under the beard. Yeah, the beard so, drift. And yeah. nothing, the beard drift. And yeah. nothing's working. So I was like, well, let me try some of this beard oil 
it's it's some like it's called like tree hugger or something. I don't of know. Of course what. it is. And it's made of a bunch of trees or something. Yeah. Oh. Cedar it's and I don't know. Dude. what. He kills wow. trees for it. Uh, yeah. Well, what? Hey, as long as I look good. Did right. You, did you get it at Home Depot? Is it just? <laughs> is it just yeah. Wood stain. It's, it's wood actually oil. It's deck yeah. treatment. Yeah. Right. Um, People call me a big deck all the time, and I don't get it, but I figured I should treat myself. Yeah. You should just try like lotion. Well, wait a minute. Too. I do that too. Oh, really? I'm using the combo. Both. Yeah. Do you oh, well. wash your face with soap? Yeah. So you strip the oil away, and then you right. buy oil to put back on. Yep. Why don't you just stop using the soap on because your face? It doesn't work. If I I've tried that too. I know that's everybody. That's what everybody always says. Oh, don't wash your hair. Don't let your oil. Yeah. No, the oil doesn't do it. Really? My facial oil doesn't do the trick. How long do you give it? Because you got your skin's got to get back used to not having uh, soap every day. So I got to go through the flaky mess period and Correct. let it come. No, yes. that's homeless. Yeah, what are you, then a I'm lizard? Like, yeah. No, you don't need to do <laughs> and that. And I look like a, I'm a homeless looking enough as it is. <laughs> Even more homeless than when you were nude in Martinez? Yes, more than that. Hmm. Oh, my. So, okay, fine. I don't know. The oil the, seems the, to be working. The beard oil does work. Thank you. For me also. See? And Beardy has a beard. Yeah. So... That's why they call them I'm not even convinced that. that there's skin underneath Warren's beard. Well, there might not be anymore. <laughs> That's true. Well, whoever bought it spent $12.99, and we got a buck oh four. So thanks wow. for using the link. Thanks for supporting us. All right. You can also subscribe and join the BN Army. Becoming a recurring donor puts you in the raffle to win $100 to More Beer. Every month we draw a name. And uh, it's a gift certificate to More Beer. You can get a lot of stuff for 100 bucks over at More Beer. So just hit the... Uh, the donate button on the homepage, become a recurring donor, and, and we love you for it. Get all these updates and more over on Twitter and Blurp. Uh, send your show ideas to Scott the Jew. That's Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. And send feedback over to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Normally at this time in the program, we would be doing feedback, but not today because it's election time again at the American Homebrewers Association, the governing committee. Uh, we do this every year. Yeah, a couple of uh, a couple of few couple of two tree uh, uh, <laughs> chairs open up every year, and it's that time again. And we're going to be interviewing our uh, governing committee candidates today. How fun is that? I love it. It's, it's a lot of time. fun, right? We didn't get to yeah. do it uh, last time around because there we were didn't? too many candidates huh? last year. Oh. There was something like 15 or 20. I don't know how many. There's a, a million candidates. Wow. So uh, we're That's back at it this year. It's manageable. We're going to talk to three of them tonight. Uh, right now, and then two every week uh, until election time. Are we under the FCC equal time rules? Is that what? Uh, I, I am paying attention to the equal time rules. I will be doing my best to uh, to fit into that. Yes. Okay. So each candidate tonight gets uh, ten minutes. Wow. And, uh, All right. Yeah, I'm sure that we're. I've got my stopwatch ready. Sure, I can uh, see it right now. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, while while we speak with them, uh, yeah. I'm passing around uh, last week's guest. Uh, um, Kelly Taylor's beer. Oh, These yeah. are Kelso Beer Company beers that finally came on Saturday. So God bless be, the U.S. Postal Service. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Mm-hmm. We'll be drinking the uh, Pilsner, the Nut Brown Lager, and what do you got there, Beardy? Uh, the IPA. All right. Excellent. Cool. All right, we'll pour well, that. He should have sent more beer. It's just a 12 Yeah, he only sent three cans. What's the deal? Yeah. What uh, a jerk. He well, actually he sent a truckload. It's parked at Scott's house. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, yeah. yeah. These hey, cans are that, nicely seen. Where's that kegger you're Where's that rare barrel beer, by the way? <laughs> All right, oh, you, mean, you mean one of each one they ever one made? One of each and we'll never see? Yeah. All right, our first, <laughs> our first candidate tonight is Mr. <laughs> Michael Fry. Michael, how are you? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for being on the program with us. Thank you. Now, Michael is running for one of the seats on the uh, governing committee. Yeah. Uh, Michael, should you succeed, you will get to share a table with me, sir. Nice. Yeah. Like break uh, bread? Or... <laughs> you might want a second. Yeah, Was that part of the deal? Yeah, you're not th- you're <laughs> thinking it over, aren't you? Um, 
So, Michael, um, you are running for the governing committee. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your your history in home brewing, and then uh, you know why why you'll be an asset to the committee, please. Sure. So, I started home brewing uh, about five six years ago. I've uh, been in the hobby. Um, I'm prior military, so when I retired after uh, about 26 years in the Navy, I, I kind of turned it up a notch, as you would say. And uh, I really got into the hobby. I actually attended uh, NHC in Philadelphia a couple of years ago and sat in on, you guys do a, a general governing committee open to the public. And uh, I don't know, it just kind of sparked a bug within me, and I just felt like Instead of sitting on the sidelines, I wanted to be a part of the solution instead of, you know, complaining on message boards. So that's <laughs> kind of what brought me to here. <laughs> it's very different of you in the in, in the uh, homebrew and internet world. Yeah. So you want to make a difference, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's instead of complaining about it. <laughs> yeah, the so that's the open meeting for all AHA members. It's the members meeting that happens at the sure. national conference every year. And just because you brought it up, Michael, I just I do want to encourage all AHA members. Uh, you know, when you go to the conference, it is important that you sit in on these because you get to have a say. You get to ask questions. We had a pretty lively session this last year, and uh, I found it. Uh, very interesting. So, um. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I loved it. In fact, that was part of the banner back and forth, and, and I had a couple of suggestions which were listened to by the committee, and I felt like, wow, you know, me as a home brewer, I kind of had a voice, and then that kind of, you know, brought it into the next level of like, hey, I'd like to be kind of one of those people that helps make that change happen. Sure, and there's lots of stuff that we could use help with, right? So you, I, I assume, want to get involved with that. I do, I do. And in fact, I've, uh, I'm on the subcommittee to hopefully get the clubs up and running. I think that's one of the areas that's, that's booming within the hobby as clubs are expanding and, and, and growing. I, I feel that all the clubs do the same things, whether it's uh, fundraising or events and so forth. And so maybe we can kind of centralize and have some sort of, you know, one-stop shopping of like, hey, we're all trying to raise money or all trying to do things for the community. And every club is doing the same thing, and we could kind of share ideas and kind of collaborate on that. Great ideas. Uh, yep, the club su- subcommittee does need help. I, I think you're right. Uh, clubs n- need more support in general as as the hobby grows. And uh, you're part sure. of other organizations in homebrewing right now, too, aren't you? I do. So I was, uh, I'm originally from Arizona. In fact, uh, on the uh, voting sheet, it'll say Sonoy Arizona. So... I was living in uh, uh, Vail, which is just a little south of Tucson, so I was the uh, the events guy, quote-unquote, for the Tucson Homebrew Club. I was a member of ASH, which is Arizona Society of Homebrewers, and also uh, stood up uh, another homebrew club, which is Buffalo Brew Club, and I sound like a homebrew club whore, but then I uh, <laughs> later <laughs> moved to, uh, I'm now in San Diego, so I'm a Californian, and I'm now part of Quaff who's here uh, down south, and they're going for the BN Club. Yeah, love it. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. For Homebrew Club of the Year. (laughs) Excellent. Well, if you win, I'll know who to to speak to at the next governing committee meeting, (laughs) Michael. (laughs) Michael, I need to talk to you in the other room, please. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Uh, Exactly. All right. Well, excellent. Is there anything else you'd like to say? Uh, Any specifics about maybe what you'd like to help out with or or any kind of agenda that you have for the committee? No. uh, Well, my platform is to get JP removed from the uh, show. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I support that fully. You might find a lot of support for that. 
You know? It'll be the easiest <laughs> thing you ever have to do. <laughs> I think you just won yourself the election. Right. Yeah. yeah. Start off with a win. <laughs> Low-hanging <Exactly>. fruit. No. <laughs> but no, there's uh, just, you know, I, I just like to have the opportunity to help uh, make change and try to bring some... I don't know, different ideas and, and get the AHA up and rolling and, and work for us because basically that's what the AHA is there for is for us as homebrewers, and that's what I'd like to bring and bring the voice of homebrewers to the AHA. Beautiful. Awesome. All right, folks, right now you can go over to homebrewersassociation.org, and there's a, a little button called Membership. A drop-down will appear, and you can go find Michael's uh, Michael Fry's bio there so you can read uh, more about him and his platform, and then vote. With as, my glamour profile. Yeah, I, I saw your glamour shot there. Glamour shots. Is there any relation to Chris? I mean, the thing is, like, the glamour shots are getting better and better with new candidates. No. Mine on there, I look like Teen Wolf right now. <laughs> I don't know... It, I don't know when this shot is from, but it's the it's the most homeless looking me you've ever seen. Uh, Maybe it was when you were homeless. It was before you had oil. It was way before oil, but and and Michael looks very handsome. I'm sure he does. So uh, go to Homebrewers Association. Years ago. Okay, yeah, uh, that's the key, isn't it? Use old photos. Uh, Michael had just graduated high school in this photo. Um, <laughs> when you're at your best. Uh, all right, go to homebrewersassociation.org. You can learn more about Michael and vote for him uh, should you choose to do so. Thanks, Michael. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks, guys. All right, take care. Uh, there you go. That's one one of our candidates this year. I need to find this these photos now because I like looking at photos of people, and especially if you look silly, I'm going to oh. do it. And so it's right like they list all the current GC members. So you can oh, see government G- community. There it is. Oh yeah, you got to scroll down. Yeah. So wow. <laughs> look at that. Right. Even look, Denny's right next to you, Denny Khan, and he looks surprised how terrible you look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. he wasn't even in the room when the photo was taken. He's just shocked. Uh, and you know, I've had the opportunity to change that, and I just, I was like, I don't know. I, I kind of. You should. Have you they should made take... a point to ask you at each year after? <laughs> yeah, Justin, like, have you thought about it? Is that what uh, they keep saying? They like, yeah. hey, do you want to send a new photo? I thought I was always like, no, you have one, right? Uh, yeah. Just, I mean, you know, are you asking me to trade photos with you? Because yeah. that's something else, all you know, entirely. <laughs> I didn't realize they were encouraging me to. Yeah. You are uh, very hairy in that. Photo. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. What like was I on a road trip for a month or something? Uh, you know, I, I you didn't think, have the beard oil. I think what it was is it was uh, shortly after you you know had cut your hair because okay. ten years ago you had your hair cut and so you're like letting it grow out a little too long. I see. And oh. It's laying down too flat. <laughs> you should, transition. Yeah, it's it's transition. Down. Now yeah. you're actually uh, commenting on that. Maybe I had too much product in it. it maybe maybe. <laughs> you, you never know. It's too flat. You could pull the Keeler, Jay Keeler, there, and he just gives zero fucks. He's in a beanie and he's just looking. <laughs> Really smug. Yeah, Denny like looks one mountain man. Denny looks shocked and yeah. uh, that he's still alive. Keeler <laughs> just gives zero fucks at all. It's, this is great. I yeah. love it. And then and then me. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and me. I'm I'm posing for like Mister Homeless 2015. <laughs> yes, you. There's you doing that. Beecham just looks bloated. <laughs> and then there's Kim Wood looking very nice and adorable. All right. Well, speaking of great photos, our next guest, uh, also a great uh, asset to the governing committee currently. She's up for re-election, uh, Miss Debbie Serta. Hi, Debbie. Hi. How you doing? We're doing great. Thanks for being on the program with us. Well, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to visit with you. We miss you here in, uh, I would say, sunny Austin, but actually it's a very cold, blustery uh, lucky. Are you going to make your way up to the Blue Bonnet Brew Off in a couple weeks? 
I'm definitely hoping to be there. Um, I don't know if I get to make it in person, but I'll be there in spirit. Okay. Gotcha. Um, because I recently, uh, oh, this weekend I was busy uh, helping to open up the tasting room for a local brewery here in Austin. Oh, wonderful. Tasting room manager now, so it's uh, still doing community outreach and want to be up there. But I definitely be sending up plenty of beer if I don't make it myself. Uh, <laughs> exciting, exciting. All right. I mean, what, I mean, seriously, what would they? What, you know, are they going to turn down the free beer? No, of course not. <laughs> uh, uh, and if they did, I'll I'll be talking to some people while I'm there. It's a ridiculous awesome. thing to do. So Debbie Serta is a current member of the governing committee. When were you elected for your first term? Uh, that would have been this would that. Three years ago. Three years, right? Okay. Yeah, each yeah. term is three years. And so you're coming up now for re-election. And why don't you remind people a little bit about yourself, uh, your your brewing background, and, and maybe tell us a little bit about what you've done in your first term. Well, uh, my background is that I kind of got involved about 25 years ago when I was a tender young age of five um, <laughs> in home brewing in Houston, Texas. Um, and actually, that wasn't quite, quite true there, but... Uh, <laughs> I would just say I spent half my lifetime uh, in, in the homebrew scene in Texas. Um, got started when I lived in Houston for a bit, uh, became a member there, and then moved to Austin, 93, where I got very quickly involved with a couple of the clubs here as well. Um, and so uh, just definitely always, always been passionate about homebrewing, about advocating for the hobby, as well as for craft beer across the U.S., um, I have, let's see, what's interesting is I actually met Gary at a AHA rally here in Austin. Um, I would have to say that was probably eight years ago. And and the nice thing about that is I met him at Independence Brewing. That's where I joined as a member. I went to a couple conferences, and it was wonderful just being kind of encouraged to be involved. Mm -hmm. And the irony is that so the brewery I started with, but the brewery I'm working with now is Independence Brewing, and we're actually hosting the Austin Rally in May. So it's good to have the connections that it's coming kind of full circle. My, um, you know, my association with AHA being able to kind of give back by hosting another event for, uh, you know, folks who want to come from wherever to the rally. That's great. I love hearing that. So now um, I've now been on the, uh, and I know I've been involved in the local community for a while, um, the, you know, working for local brew pub, helping many breweries uh, with their events, doing volunteer coordination and, and uh, you know, festivals and things like that. So, I mean, we're all one big, you know, pretty happy uh, you know, brew, brewing community here in Texas. Uh, and then outreach even beyond that. I mean, it's great to have connections to, you know, brewers and, Escondido, California, and Grand Rapids, and Portland, and all over. So I love just a sense of community, and even global. You know, um, I also have worked with Jester King, so meeting people like, um, you know, Jeppe from Evil Twin, and, uh, you know, the guys from Prairie, and, and uh, folks from Belgium, it's just, and Cantillon, just amazing. Beautiful. Um, so with that in mind, that kind of draws in a bit of what I've been doing for the last few years. The big thing has been to kind of start out with was being part of working to create the Research and Education Fund. Um, I did a presentation at this last conference in Grand Rapids in regards to some of the projects that have come through and received funding uh, because there is funding available for homebrew-related 
research and topics. Um, I've been involved with the conference committee as well as some others as well. But I kind of feel like the real sort of thing I'm most proud of is the diversity subcommittee. And that is essentially engendering more people of different of genders, of, of ethnicities, of age groups, of different, you know, demographic, geographic areas to be introduced into home brewing, as well as to ensure that the current members we have that are meeting their needs as well. And that's a fairly new um, uh, subcommittee for us, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, this is a very new subcommittee. We kind of started it about, oh gosh, probably about October. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of the folks we pulled over. So we have members. We have members that um, we have someone from Puerto Rico. Uh, we have uh, folks that give input from Canada. Um, we have, you know, people of all ages. And we've been focusing a lot right now currently, um, you know, sort of setting the model by aiming towards women. Um, because, you know, as, as you remember, my, my platform from three years ago was, more hot chicks, more sausage fest. <laughs> <laughs> Which we all supported you, uh, you know, for various reasons. Right. You know, because because the idea is that it is the idea of, you know, how do you engender more, um, you know, what more women involved in it. And I think a big part of what I see both through homebrewing as well as being involved now as a practical professional is a lot of it is with the consumer aspect, you know, what is the market, you know, I think that we've got to really be driving that as well, working with the, you know, in parallel the Brewers Association, because you know, at this point it's like, why would a woman want to homebrew if they're not even haven't gotten that appreciation for, for the palate for craft beer? Yeah. So that's kind of been very being very mindful about how to make sure that this parallel is occurring, and I think it's going that way. It's definitely growing that way. We are bridging that and. The idea is when it comes down to it, homebrews for everybody, you know, crafters for everybody and homebrews for everybody. It's about diversity. It's about exploring and trusting your palate. Um, I think AHA has taught me so much in that aspect. You know, it wasn't until I studied for the BJCP program that I got out of my little comfort zone of one or two, you know, of, of hoppy IPAs and maybe stout and reached out and, you know, now I work for a farmhouse brewery on the weekend, you know, that is a sour, you know, an internationally known brewery, you know, and I work with a more traditional brewery now. So it's, you know, that that to me is a big thing, is is taking that and really taking home brewing global. Uh, we have interest all over the world right now. We've got people, I mean, in Germany, in South America, in the Philippines, who are interested in homebrewing. And the AHA is really going to be, you know, helping to drive that, um, to, to, to provide those, that template and that community for people all over the world. Absolutely. Okay. Well, anything else you'd like to say? Uh, you know, it sounds like you're going to continue with the, with the same kind of work, with, with, with diversity and uh, maybe some competition work in, in your second term if you're elected. Yeah, uh, and one final thing that I've been really pushing for that um, I won't be directly, won't, will not be on the committee for, subcommittee, but we are, uh, we have just newly formed, and within the last month, a uh, government affairs subcommittee. 
And that is where, although homebrewing is legal in all our states now, mm-hmm. there's still a lot of regulatory changes that need to occur um, so that we can ensure that we can continue to have competitions, homebrew meetings, anything in regards to dealing with the transportation aspects, uh, whether we can go on to bonded licensed premises. Um, so then, you know, that, that breweries can, can support homebrew communities by allowing them in to do competitions. That's not the case in all states. And currently, um, I'm glad to report that Texas is looking towards that because we've not been able to do that. Because the idea of, you know, it's very easy for a new brewery owner to go, well, why do I care about homebrew contests? And it's like, well, do you know how many homebrewers are actually in the U.S.? Right. You know, do you realize that these are your consumers and engendering those connections or building those relationships is going to help everyone. So I love it. But yeah, that's about it, I think. Okay. You can read more about Debbie Serta over on homebrewersassociation.org. Just navigate your way through the membership area, and you'll see uh, her lovely photograph and her statement, uh, a, a little more description about what she's done for the last uh, three years on the committee and what she's looking forward to in the future if elected as well. Thanks, Debbie. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, everyone. It was really great, and I do appreciate you all support. And if you don't vote for me, still make sure you vote. So I love you more. If you'd vote for me. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Debbie. And I'll share more beer at the conference in San Diego. <laughs> That's so, right. You're going to ask yeah, everybody. I'm not beyond bribing with my seller collection. <laughs> One ounce if you didn't vote. Two ounces if you did. <laughs> right. There you go. I like that criteria. <laughs> thanks, Debbie. <laughs> Have a great night. All Bye. Right, you too. Uh, there you go, Debbie Serta. You can find her over on homebrewersassociation.org. Uh, Debbie's a lot of fun, and uh, she does do some good work on the committee. I can vouch for that. She's been working hard over there. All right. You know who our next guest is? No, but I want to know. <clears throat> the I'm... world's biggest 311 fan. Chip Walton? Chip yeah! Walton is going to be on the program right now. He's running for the governing committee this year, and uh, I believe he is running on the platform of World's Biggest 311 Fan. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it. Nothing to do with homebrewing at all. Chip, welcome to the program, buddy. No Chip. <laughs> He's, he's too busy he's being too, really happy. He's listening to 311 right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think he had a bass injury trying to slap the bass real hard. <laughs> He is connected. I see you there. I don't know if you can hear me. It's not a. But I, I think you're writing a 311 song right now. <laughs> he's connected. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you're. He's a techie guy, so I, oh. I would think his microphone would would be on. Can, would you, say he's a can you see guy? his energy? Uh, I can. See. Is it Amber? <laughs> <laughs> you're an asshole, Beverly. Oh. <laughs> you know that was great. Uh, I don't know, Chip. If you can hear us, maybe you got to call in the hotline triple eight four zero one beer triple eight four zero one beer. If you want to try that, because you know, uh, I could just play a three eleven song, and it'd probably be it would be just like him. talking to him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I looked for the triple eight button on the phone once. I couldn't find it. Now it's no. it's it's hard to find, but it's there. Mm. Shit. Yeah. Uh, there we go. There we go. Oh, God. We're gonna put you on hold. A little three eleven <laughs> while we while we wait for. How do I turn my headphones off? Moskowitz, by the way, is a not-so-closet 311 fan himself. 311 right. Yeah, I, I dig him, for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, Chip's not answering via chat or uh, anything else either. Oh, God, such awful. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Maroon it's 5, but 311. worse. 311. 
Uh, their tour bus should have crashed back in the early 90s and saved us. Whatever. His, Chip's campaign manager is Which making is, questionable calls by promoting uh, his 311 fandom. Yeah. They should spend more time on skateboards and less time in the studio. <laughs> I want to hear their shitty music. <laughs> I'm not even sure Chip's computer is on. He's, he can't. He's not answering uh, his text messages via Skype. Chip, call up triple eight four zero one beer, or I will. I can give your campaign speech for you if you prefer. You should sing it over a three eleven baseline. <laughs> I'm Chip Walton. <laughs> <laughs> Amber is the color of his energy. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Why don't we give Chip a moment? It uh, looks like maybe Bevo has him on the line now. Uh, either that or it's 311's agent calling in. <laughs> you you owe me for that royal season. Oh, hey, yeah. You owe us $5 for playing that <laughs> shitty song. <laughs> to each band member. <laughs> is that Chip? That's Chip. All right. Let's try that. Chipaholic. Chip, I don't know, buddy. If you, yeah, can't, yeah. if you can't figure out a laptop, I don't know <laughs> what you're going to do on the governing committee. <laughs> I know. I haven't I haven't used the Skype literally since Paynes and I were on, so I was hoping that everything was uh, still hooked up from last time, but I don't know what the hell, what part of the chain broke. Aren't you like the communications director at your job? Uh, yeah, yeah. I know. Here we go. <laughs> All right. No, I'm going to go easy on you. Chip Walton's a good dude. Uh, he produces the Chop and Brew uh, video cast. Chop and um, Brew. He's been in the industry for quite some time. You might remember him from Brewing TV as well. And this year, he's running for the AHA Governing Committee. So, Chip, why don't you remind our listeners a little bit about yourself, your, your brewing history, and what you have in mind for the committee? Um, yeah, I've been brewing since 2007, started down in Austin, Texas, actually, and um, moved up to the Twin Cities in um, about a year later. I've uh, been extract brewing, you know, the whole thing, and then got a job at Northern Brewer doing brewing TV and instructional videos, and that just through doing that kind of stepped into other kinds of brew in a bag and all grain eventually. Um, and then after three years of working at Northern Brewer and Brewing TV, I uh, got a job at Summit Brewing Company here in St. Paul. So I do their social media stuff, and then I do chop and brew on the side. So, um, yeah, brew in a bag generally, all grain every now and then. Uh, I did a the easy way, a pumpkin peach ginger ale uh, for us chuckleheads out here. Um extract style a couple of weeks ago actually just to do it the easiest way possible because uh it's not to be brewed the hard way you know what i'm saying no I, we know exactly what you mean nothing should be brewed the hard <laughs> way any longer and it was hard i broke an immersion blender doing it because uh one of my peaches still had a pit in it and i was like ah oh, uh, i think this is something else not what i'm actually blending and i destroyed like a beautiful new immersion blender doing it so it was the hard way or at least the expensive way i like that despite the obstruction you kept at it long enough to destroy the blender <laughs> <laughs> you know i was that like just... i think it's because of the angle in the bowl not because of the fact that i'm slowly destroying it <laughs> right that doesn't sound like fresh peach sound <laughs> keep going <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so you, you um, brew quite a bit. You, you definitely produce a lot of educational material for us, and I appreciate that as a fan. Um, why are you interested in being on the governing committee? 
Uh, kind of more the more of the same thing, just to kind of maybe help the AHA build its hub of resources. Maybe think of new ways to present, whether you know it's video, slideshow, audio, very in line with what you guys have been doing all along too. Just figuring out new ways to make the information accessible, informative, but also you know edutainment because we all know that you know. The education side doesn't necessarily always appeal to people, but if you can entertain them and kind of psych them into learning something, next thing you know, they're the the next the next layer of proponent and, and awareness creation. So um, that's a big part. I just I mean I feel like that's my skill set to a degree is uh, producing creative content or at least being a filter for interaction on a worldwide. You know, scale. We've got fans all over the world, just like Bruin Network. You hear from people all over the country, all over the globe, that have questions and want help or have suggestions, and I uh, just want to kind of throw that into the general knowledge pool. I think that skill set would be very welcome on the committee and to the AHA. Uh, my opinion is that over the years, the website has gotten just so much better and lots more content, yeah. and they're always looking for new ways to do more of that. So that's a good skill set you bring to the table, if I don't say so. Cool, myself. man. Good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, you can read more about Chip Walton by going over to homebrewersassociation.org, and you can see his lovely picture there. Uh, he is also a handsome man. And um, you can also read about his platform and his and his brewing history and, and vote for Chip that way. Uh, any parting hey, thoughts? Do a, yeah. Yeah, I want to do a quick plug. Our boy Nathan Smith is actually, um, he was here two weeks ago visiting family in town. So we 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 cornered him into the, the badass brewery, Brian Adams Basement Brewery. We did some saisons, um, and that's going to be coming out this week as soon as Nathan check the preview link and approves it, we'll be good to go. So, yeah, you're going to get to see some Bruin Network all-star action going on here <laughs> later this week. And it's a good episode. we got some metal in the background. We're doing some Saison. Excellent. Uh, some dogs in the house. Some dogs. <laughs> I like that you got, we have a hamster. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. sky was blue. So crazy. this is over on Chop and Brew. Where do people go find Chop and Brew? Uh, yeah, choppingbrew.com or youtube.com slash choppingbrew. Those are pretty much where the videos are, and then you can interact on Facebook, Twitter. Um, kind of usual suspects for social media. Excellent. All right, we'll find out so, more yeah, about... I do know how to use the Internet. I swear I don't know how to use <laughs> Skype, but I do know how to use the Internet. Skype is so 2013 anyway. Right. I know. We're, we're going backwards, back to actually using the phone for talking instead of <laughs> just fidgeting with your fingers. So I'm Chip, glad we could, we could do this. What Chip, what Chip lacks in his Skype, he really makes up for in rotary phone usage. Yes. He has the fastest, <laughs> fastest finger in Minnesota. It's going to bring back party lines. Yeah. <laughs> Right. That's right. Yikes, there we go. <laughs> That's his platform for the GC. Yeah. Party lines, guys. Party lines. How come we're not doing party lines? No explanation. <laughs> fast fingers. Yeah. Fast fingers. Not fast fingers, fast fingers. That's right. Or both. <laughs> all right. Once again, homebrewersassociation.org. Click on the membership button. Go find Chip and read all about him, and you can vote for him there should you uh, be so inclined. Thanks, Chip. Good luck, man. Cheers, guys. Thanks. All right, brother. Take care. Uh, there you go. Chip Walton. Good guy. I like Chip. 
A lot of good candidates. There's always good candidates. It's hard to it's hard to decide, but yeah. you know, vote with your hearts and your and right. your minds. Uh, listen closely to what people have to offer. Uh, Debbie did make an excellent point. Uh, whoever you vote for, make sure you vote. Uh, we've had more voting uh, every year. I think it's it's gone up and up because more members are getting involved, and you get to elect us yokels that sit on the governing committee, and uh, we we speak for you. You you complain to us, and we complain to them, and it goes like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Gary's head explodes. Yeah, I just I just go for the free coffee that we get at, yeah. at the meeting. Um, so I hope we can get to the point where we have more people voting in the AHA election than we do in the U.S. presidential election. <laughs> yeah. a higher percentage. How amazing yeah. would that be? We'd, we'd have already to, be there. We'd have to move over to an electorate system, well, uh, an bet, electoral college. Yeah, no direct democracy. People uh, yeah. do more research on the AHA election than they people do. do in the U.S. election. Yeah, they actually yeah. listen to these interviews right. that we do here. And on the read the website with yeah. the bios. Know yeah. your candidates. Know your candidates. I do encourage you to vote. I'll be voting this year. I'm not going to tell you who I'm voting for. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dream of asking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who are you voting for? <laughs> Have we ever officially? I think we either endorse everybody yes. or don't endorse mm-hmm. anyone, right? We never. Do we ever officially? And I think we might have officially endorsed Kim Wood because Maybe. she was clearly the best candidate. Or you, and she's you ours, and she's ours. And in that year, I don't think we, we didn't do interviews. I think last year, right? Didn't we skip a year? And that was the year Kim won. Oh, and that's so since, true. Since we didn't do everybody anyway, I was allowed to endorse. Yep. Good point. As if there's rules. Like we <laughs> apply these right. rules to ourselves. Yes, right. Yeah. Well, we shouldn't do that. <laughs> no, that would make no sense at all. <laughs> yeah, you're only making your own rules. <laughs> yeah. I really like things that way. No, you didn't need to endorse her. Everybody on the BN knows her, so yeah, they voted for. Her. All right, well, we'll have more candidates for you next week and uh, all the way up until election time. So if you prefer to wait till you've heard everybody, we will get through everyone before the election uh, deadline, which is uh, somewhere in the end of March, I believe. So um, vote as you wish. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Dave Gull, he's the founder of New Helvetia Brewing Company. We're going to have some of his beer. We've got it on tap here at the Hop Grenade, too. So come on out if you're local. Or if you're just sitting there in the bar, order yourself a new Helvetia. We're going to be talking to the founder in just a moment. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer. Bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 
21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Do you support the Brewing Network? Do you brew your own? Are you looking for any economical, fun, and legal way to do both? Subscribe to Brew Your Own magazine and do just that. All year long, Brew Your Own will surprise you, entertain you, and educate you with articles on beer and brewing from authors like the Brewing Network's very own Jamel Zedashev and John Palmer. Each issue is a full pint of brewing techniques, homebrew stories, tips and photos, projects to make yourself, and recipes for the avid home brewer. Get your tough questions answered by Mr. Wizard. And polish your style accuracy with Jamil. A portion of every subscription goes to the Brewing Network, so subscribe today at byo.com slash brewing network, or just click the BYO logo on the Brewing Network homepage and support a fantastic hobby and your favorite broadcaster. Brew your own. The how-to homebrew beer magazine. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. This is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Limited time only. Enter promo code BNARMY during January and February for 10% off any Monster Mill. Don't settle for the second best grain mill. You want a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Monster Mills are tough, come in two and three roller designs, and are made right here in the USA from superior materials for longer-lasting performance. Pick the mill that's right for you at MonsterBrewingHardware.com and take Bevo's advice. Trust me, it's always better to have a bigger tool than you think you need. (laughs) Monster Mills have the best warranty in the business. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Visit MonsterBrewingHardware.com now and check out all the mills and mill accessories. Remember, during January and February, for 10% off any mill, enter promo code BNARMY. Tuned into the 
session. Because life's too short to listen to crappy radio. Welcome back to the program. Thanks so much for sticking with us. Thanks to our three AHA Governing Committee uh, candidates for speaking with us today. And we got more of that coming up in the coming weeks. Uh, a lot of candidates this year, so we'll try to get through them all for you. Uh, we're going to get to our guest here in just a moment. Uh, New Helvetia Brewing Company is on the program. I wanted to let you know quickly about the uh, latest book from the uh, Brewing Elements series from the Brewers Association, Malt, a Practical Do- a Guide from Field to Brewhouse. It's actually written by John Mallett, uh, who's a, a, a great brewer. Uh, of course, he's of Bell's Brewery fr- uh, fame, and Bell's one of the best breweries in the country, if you ask me. Uh, he's written Malt, a Practical Guide from Field to Brewhouse. Uh, it's a comprehensive look at the soul of beer, you know, malt. Uh, John leads us through quality and analysis, malt selection and storage and handling. Uh, the book's of value to all brewers of all experience levels who want to learn more about the role of malt as the backbone of the beer. Understanding malt and how to use it is crucial to any brewer looking to understand his or her craft. And of course, this goes along uh, in the series with, with yeast that Jamil and, and Whitey did, and water that uh, I believe Colin and um, Palmer. Was it Colin and Palmer together? They yeah. did that one? Yeah. Uh, so just another great book in the series that you should have on your, sel- on your shelf. Go over to BrewersAssociation.org and check it out. It's a new book, Malt. You know, it's funny. John Plise came in here on uh, Friday. I think he had seen it sitting in here when we did Brewing with Style. And uh, he came in. You were out of town, Justin. He was like he was like a crack addict. He was like, hey, um, you know anywhere <laughs> I can get that malt book? And I was like, well, <laughs> there's a copy here. I don't know if we have more. Let me call Justin. He's like, he's like kind of scratching his arm. He's like, well, can I, can I just borrow this one? And I was like, well, let me, let me just call Justin and find out. He's like, well, but I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back Monday. And I was like, all right, take it. Yeah, yeah. He texted me, too. He's like, I took the book. Do you need it? And I said, yeah, I, I kind of do. I need it I Monday. I need it more. Uh, so, we, so we can talk about it a little bit. But, yeah, John's into the, He likes to really know his craft. So this is a good book for him to, uh, to steal for the weekend. If I know John, he read the whole thing over oh, the weekend. Oh, sure he did. You know. I've already thought about putting it in my sweatshirt to take home. <laughs> to, I mean, yeah, borrow. Yeah, to borrow. For the weekend. Yeah, for the long week end. Right. Exactly. It'll end eventually. <laughs> All right, Dave Gull, he's the founder of New Helvetia. Welcome to the program, Dave. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. It's uh, a pleasure to have you. One of Sacramento's uh, newer breweries. You guys just celebrated, what, your two-year anniversary? Second anniversary. We uh, decided to pick Black Friday, day after Thanksgiving, as our, as our big holiday uh, celebration day. How'd that go? It's, it's fucking great because we got uh, a. <laughs> who does anything on Black Friday ever? Right. Do you None, go shopping? Anybody nope. here go shopping on Hell Black Friday? No. Who goes, movies nope. all day. Yeah. You go and you get a beer, right? Yes. Yeah. Play yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> of course. But that you. Oh, also, yeah, that does but happen. you did that on Thanksgiving Day and the Wednesday before <laughs> yeah. and the Tuesday. I'm doing it right now, as a matter of fact. <laughs> so so you're not in our target audience. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, probably not. So I'm you more chaotic have, neutral. <laughs> you must have got a lot of people out then. Oh, it was, it was stellar. It was the biggest single sales day we've ever had at the brewery. Uh, it was wonderful. That's great. Well, tell us a little bit about your brewing history. How did you get into beer and, and want to open a, a brewery? Well, started by drinking beer, Good. of course. Um, I did a little home brewing. Not a lot. Can't claim to be much of a home brewer. It was all um, mediocre at best, I would, yeah, okay. I would say. I don't know yeah. anything about that. Yeah, homebrew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> homebrew, right. Um, and, you know, we had this place in Sacramento called Brew It Up. And they were they were right downtown. It was uh, the Bop Kettles, you know, little brew on premise things. And you'd, you'd go in there and you'd take their recipe and you'd you'd maybe tweak it a little bit. But the whole time you're you're using sort of this this slightly bigger 
fancier steam-powered homebrew setup. Okay. It was kind of cool because, you you know, obviously you're eating and drinking the whole time, which is, of course, wonderful itself. Absolutely. And then – but you're also brewing hands-on in this in this really cool setup, this really cool How many gallons facility. were those? Uh, I've, oh, usually about 15. Six cases is 15, usually okay. what you'd go home with. Okay, got it. So yeah. it wasn't a bi- it wasn't like a big system you were on. Is it, it just nah, like it was, you said, a sort of a glorified yeah, it was, homebrew? It was, it was about a barrel, and I, I got a feeling that they kind of maybe uh, kept a barrel from half a barrell from themselves and yeah. sell you the other half. <laughs> That's like, a nice business yeah. plan. Yeah. I like that. A little bit off the top. Well, six cases heard. would be a half a barrel. Okay, yeah. yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, we would usually uh, bottle yeah. off six. And, and then you have to come back and do the bottling yeah. three weeks later. Yeah. So yeah. You know, another I, day of eating and drinking yeah. all day. And, I did a uh, BOP over at Diving Dog in Oakland, a new place that opened up. Yeah. And, uh, I'm in that waiting to bottle phase. Oh yeah, trying to get my team together. It's hard to do. Your the truth team, is, so that you don't have to do anything, fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that nobody shows it. I can't get. It's like herding cats, and these yeah. are all girls. Can you yeah. just bring kegs and just have them put it in the keg? So, uh, like fifth Good. time in, I I did that. I I brought a five gallon keg, and, then, and then I had three mm-hmm. cases or whatever was left to to bottle. But it, yeah, I did. I, I got a little corny keg and. Five gallons and that's what okay. I should do. Except they want pictures and stuff. That's silly. Yeah. <laughs> so do like a six pack and then uh, carry <laughs> right. the rest. I'll you know? just bring yeah. some different girls this time. <laughs> <laughs> so so all right. So this place was was near you in Sacramento. Yeah. So I was just doing some home brewing out of that or. I don't know what do you, what do you call that? Is it semi pro brewing at that point? Not really. I, but I feel I, like it's know, still home brewing. I, I was doing it with craft the, brewing, but it's not even yeah. at home though. It was it's, with the intention of going pro. It's right? It was it was a precursor to launch yeah. into this. And so I've heard from strong. some of the other guys that have had had used that exact place. I brew it up to kind of sort of get their legs under them to get started. And, That's contract yeah. brewing. Wait, so, so you had home brewed at home and stovetop in a carboy, yeah. And then decided, you know what? I'm going to go for this. I'm, I, I want to open a brewery. So let me start by by brewing at this next level up. Right. Okay. And so I was sort of being the, uh, the the super consumer. You know, I was a, I was a customer of brew it up. Okay. And I would I would call them at like. 10 o'clock on a Wednesday and say, when can I get in? They'd say, well, we open at 11. I'm like, give me that spot then. And I'd, I'd show up and I, you know, I, I, now I'm like four or five versions of my recipe in and I already got it down. And so I'm just, now I'm, I'm sort of like a six case production Mm -hmm. home slash hoping to go (laughs) pro soon, semi pro brewer. All right. You you were just doing the same recipe the whole time. I was trying to dial that in. You know, I was trying to master a Vienna. Yeah, and good that's style. A good, yeah, and, that's yeah. a good to date, New Helvetia has not brewed a Vienna. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you're still working on it. All right, I hope you do. I love it yeah. when breweries do a good Vienna, and they're so yeah. hard to find. It is. Mm-hmm. It's a difficult beer. It's a yeah. lager, and a you know, we, we generally avoid the lagers. Uh, we do one, but it, it's it, we wanted to do a lager and have a lager in our lineup all the time. It's it, but it's a difficult beer for us, and it kind of you know I, I get oh. it. It might slow us down a little bit on it our is production for, for most breweries. It's and a, didn't you win a medal? In the lager? Or with a lager? Uh, yeah, I think we won a gold at the Amador County Fair. Nice. Out oh, of the nice. Pro Brewery, that is. Well, yeah, yeah. Right. This okay. is out of New Helvetia. Yeah, correct. okay. Got yeah. it. My, my Vienna hasn't won shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you brew a few times at the brew on premise, and then what happens? Uh, then I, when I really decide that, okay, I'm going pro at this. Well... Can I back up a little bit to Absolutely. history? No, I, don't let him. Fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we're, already, we're already here. Yeah, Look, keep going. Right, I'm so, going to pass your beer around. Is that okay? Yeah, so, yeah, ch- chocolate porter. Pass that around. I, I started off wanting to bring back a piece of Sacramento history. There was this big brewery in town called Buffalo Brewing Company, and the idea was I was going to relaunch the Buffalo Brewing Company, and 
it, it just reminded me of a time when Sacramento accomplished big things. Okay. Uh, with a lot less resources. You know, right now we're we're close to half a million people in a region of two point two million. It's it's not a small town anymore. Um, but at turn of the century, eighteen ninety, right up through Prohibition, Buffalo Brewing Company became one of the biggest and widely distributed breweries west of the Mississippi. Okay. It was, it was a cool story, and it's right out of our little town of Sacramento. And there, a lot of that had to do with location and logistics. We, we grew barley. We malted barley. We grew hops. We processed hops. We had this wonderful water source out of the Sierra Nevada, and we had the western terminus of the Transcontinental Railroad, and we had uh, water access to the bay and the Pacific Rim. So... Amazing how local brewing used to be about local ingredients because it, it was really a regional thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Um, and, and that just reminded me of a time when Sacramento made things happen. They they literally moved rivers to to save their city, and 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 it just seemed that that wasn't the case previously or in the in our recent history. In re- sure. Now, now I'm even more decades. Now right? I'm even more depressed about our recent Sacramento <laughs> when you put it that way. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, right now. <laughs> The, the tide has definitely turned, but okay. but bringing that history forward and trying to relaunch this whole historic brand, um, well, we hit some bumps in the road. Okay. Like so, what? Well, we couldn't call it Buffalo Brewing Company. Couldn't get the name. Well, we, we could have fought the fight, but I, shit, man, I didn't have that kind of money. Sure. Okay. So we decided on a different historical approach, call it New Helvetia, um, which reflects the founding of Sacramento from John Sutter. And, hey, a brewery was born. Describe the reference. I don't understand the reference. So, uh, so John Sutter, uh, I don't know. Swiss. You're a bad Californian, Justin. Yeah, <laughs> son of a I bitch. always have been. Go back to Connecticut. Sort of a, yeah. I'm sort of a yeah. bad resident of anywhere. Yeah, go take your dog up and get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Do you know anything about Connecticut? Uh, no, very history? little. <laughs> yeah. They have a really good school teacher uh, yeah. about this stuff. I know a lot about my bedroom and my living room. That's, uh, <laughs> uh, what, so tell me about this so, reference. So the reference. So John Sutter... Um, he got a land grant from the governor of Mexico. Remember, California was a Mexican territory going back before the gold rush. Yeah. So he, he gets this land grant. He picks up some Hawaiians who are kind of indentured servants or whatever they called them. Slaves? It's not a great story when we get down to the <laughs> Sure. Not much it. of California is. I love but, it so far. Right. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. Anyway, so he, he gets in and he, he gets this land grant and establishes a colony in the wild interior of California, which was the Sacramento Valley. And, you know, we had all kinds of shit like malaria and um, wild beasts all over the place. There were no buffalo or bison anywhere to be seen. Though. Okay. So that's, that's really not part of that history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did he settle in the wintertime? Because summer there is awful. I wonder why he would pick that spot. Okay. Uh, is, is this going to be a thing? Is this like a Bay Area Sacramento <laughs> yeah. thing? Because, it always is. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah, welcome. You <laughs> How soft are you? By the way, Beardy's never even been to Sacramento. He's from he's where, like Minnesota or something. I'm from Santa Cruz. Oh. Well. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's, more, how, he's got a leg to stand on then. Santa Cruz. Way, way more coastal than here. Okay. I knew Mr. Sutter my, personally. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I do kind of have that old timey gold rush beard. Right. Yeah. So how do we get to New Helvetia? Okay, so the, so this is the, the the land grant itself is called New Helvetia. Got it. Okay. And it, gold rush happens, a bunch of people start fighting, and America wins, and they take over Sacramento, California, everything else, right? Team America. Yep. Yep. Uh, he's American through and through. Goddamn right. <laughs> That's cool. So you're you're still bringing it back to uh, to Sacramento's history, but not not just not Buffalo. super specifically, but just more regional, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I like that. Okay. So you decide on this. You, you can't do Buffalo. That's all right. You're happy with New Helvetia. What happens next? So 
um, then we go and we try to find our uh, brewery. Okay. So we're looking for space. We're looking for a commercial lease, right? Because that's kind of the the starting point of any real brewery yeah. venture is a place. Yeah. So you have to have a home. Is there a lot available in Sacramento? No. <laughs> in 2011, uh, there were tons of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, it was 2011. I start this search, and I'm I'm. I, kind of have run of the mill i can pick almost any spot i want yeah the so. market was bottomed out at that point right absolutely Tons bottomed out. yeah yeah so i i hate to say this and give away all of my trade secrets but hey i'm paying kind of warehouse rents for a, a corner downtown frontage <laughs> spot very nice yeah because you were able to negotiate at that time there was no uh, negotiation. It was simply a... They uh, needed to rent yeah. <laughs> It's me or nobody. So the, this former tile store slash brothel massage parlor place, whatever this used to be, is uh, has been sitting vacant for how long? I'm, uh, here's what, here's I'll, what I'll give you. Is its history questionable? Does anybody really know what it used to I, be? I wonder about it. it was, it's just a... It, it, it's suspect, I would say that, because yeah, the history that everybody remembers it as is uh, a tortilla factory. Okay, so clearly there, it was this, had this food production vibe to it going way back. You know, there were still burn marks and and like smoke stains on the on the brick walls above wherever the cookers were, and sure. and even the wood joists above the ceiling were all were all burn scarred from uh, from these smokers and cookers. And okay, so that it had that kind of cool vibe to it, but it. At one point, it became a tile and stone showroom that I swear to God, nobody ever shopped at. <laughs> so it was – they were laundering money. It was a front. Right. Okay. Right. i got to believe right. that it was a front for something way cooler than tile and stone. <laughs> Importing <laughs> Italian marble. Yeah. They had like a, a bag of marbles and one tile on a, on a countertop. Yeah. Yeah. This is what you got. What do you want? This is what we have. They, they cooked it all when it was a tortilla yeah. factory, and then they sold it yes. when it was a tile shop. <laughs> All right, so this is the building you decide on, but you don't know when it was this uh, "quote unquote" tile shop. Like how long ago? Oh yeah, no, I remember. Oh okay. In, in in my recent history, my memory, it was when I was doing commercial real estate in Sacramento. This place was still a, a, a tile showroom. Got it. That nobody shopped at. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so you acquire this place. How big is it? A little under six thousand square feet. It's not a big spot. Okay. Um, but we only started. You know we. About the the front half of the building, you know, less than three thousand square feet. We we cordon that off into a tasting room and a brewery, and the you know, so we really end up with about twelve thousand square feet of twelve hundred. Sorry, twelve hundred square feet of each. It's 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 little. Okay, and it, it, this little L shaped tasting room and uh, and the brewery itself is just a little rectangle. We have a brew house, a couple of fermenters. People ask us if they, we give tours at the brewery, and I'm like, yeah, come and stand right here and turn in a circle. <laughs> there there's, it is. There's your tour. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when I do home tours. It's like, well, you're standing in the living room. You can see the kitchen. Yeah. And uh, there you go. There's the backyard. <laughs> so did you already have your brewing equipment when you decided on the building? or No. Okay. No. We, I decided on the building because I already knew the neighborhood. So it wasn't, it wasn't a big stretch for me. I knew what I was getting myself into at this location. So, yes, I got the cheap rent. I got a little bit of hairiness that kind of came along with it, but but the upside is this street, Broadway, and this neighborhood in Land Park is kind of like at the intersection of Land Park, Curtis Park, and Midtown, which are kind of two of the coolest, funnest, most prominent and sought after neighborhoods in Sacramento. It just happens that this commercial corridor that that connects them all is a little underdone. 
So it's a little sketchy. A little, mm-hmm. little bit, a little bit. Needs some, uh, has some rough edges. So, for example, was anybody like living near your building at the time, like on the street? Oh yeah, we had we had a, a front squatter and a rear squatter. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, you were surrounded so during construction. We had a uh, our rear squatter had uh, been taking construction debris. Kind uh-huh. of the, the the from the dumpster, <laughs> and he made this little shanty town. Wow. <laughs> yeah, back He's of like, our hey, hey, renovation time! <laughs> yeah. 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 Got to upcycle that Re- shit. <laughs> totally renovating on your dime. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a fun eviction. <laughs> How do you? Uh, yeah, is was it, it an eviction? You posted a notice on the crumbling sheetrock. Yeah. I think what we did is we took his bike and moved it. And then yeah. he had to go get his bike, and then we grabbed all his other shit and threw it in the dumpster. Put it back in the dumpster. <laughs> so it was kind of a rope-a-dope. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So you don't, you didn't have to, like, call the police, or you just sort of I, tried I, to on, deal on with On every it. rare occasion, we do have to call the police. In those situations, no. You know, my front squatter threatened to kill me, which was... was really? That was a lot of fun. And what, like, just some crazy babble, or... Uh, well... I'm going to make an assumption here. You guys have all been there. He was drunk off of his ass, laid out on a sidewalk. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. Wait, have okay. we all been drunk <laughs> off our ass laying on a sidewalk? Yeah. Uh, Get up to yell at you? Okay, maybe that's the wrong assumption. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, so, so I thought, at first I thought he was dead. I thought I had a body in my sidewalk. Oh, no. And, and so I kind of go up and I, I give his foot a kick and uh, he doesn't move. And, and, and then, then there's like this weird feeling that comes over you like oh crap who's watching this right now oh sure <laughs> I'm, I'm kicking this guy that's down on the side. Yeah. Nope, if oh, somebody yeah. walks up on this at the wrong moment they're gonna think i put this guy down somehow and now i'm kicking him again but i'm just checking to see if he has a pulse basically and yeah meanwhile the latest post on bumkicking.com bum is a new helvetia <laughs> right yeah and that's that's not the social media we're going after no of course not of course and, and but are you still under construction at this time yeah this okay. is this actually well uh front Sidewalk bum was the night of our grand opening. Okay. Oh. So oh. I, I kind of had to move him along a little more quickly. So so after I kind of look around sheepishly trying to see who's watching this, um, and, and I do notice that – so we have a car wash right across the street, and they're just the, – the, there's like you know one car going through every hour, and there's like 14 employees there. So they're all watching. Seems like a, a strange uh, – yeah, another front. Right. Kinda. <laughs> I've seen Breaking Bad. I know what you're saying. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I, I call them homeless showers. But <laughs> right. you know, what do I know? Yeah. Anyway, there's there's probably three or four of the uh, car wash employees now watching me, and so I decide, well, take this to the next level. And so I just really, I just kind of start yelling, "Hey, hey, you, are you okay? Do I need to call the emergency medical <laughs> service people or what? I don't know. You call can't EMS. Take a punch. <laughs> what, yeah. what was your, you remember your CPR training? Has anybody yeah. ever done that? Call EMS. So, I, so I, I, I kind of give his foot a couple more big kicks, and 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 then I kind of then I pull his coat back because he was kind of you know he was shielded a bit, and so I pull his coat back and see if he's breathing, and he is. So that was good because it meant he could get up and walk. Yeah, I didn't have to. <laughs> well, an ambulance yeah. come out. Did, of my you go, grand it didn't opening. necessarily mean that. It right. just meant he wasn't dead. Well, he could. <laughs> We're going to go get a snow shovel and just start scooping him up. Yeah. We have a forklift. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, what does he finally come to? So he he, he rolls up and he uh, he, he kind of gets up on his on his haunches and he. Uh, I I can't I can't say this. I'm. What do you mean? He 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 threatened me. He called me the N word. Wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> just right off, he just wakes up and goes right to that, huh? And, yeah, he calls me the N word, and then he says that his N word brother is going to come and shoot me. <laughs> wow. Hmm. <laughs> Whoa. And, and then he says, an N word like me doesn't fuck around with N words like you. Wow. And this is and, and then he kind of saunters off. Oh, so he got up and left, though. So they got oh. up and left, yeah. And now you're waiting to be shot. No, I see him yeah. about once a week. Well, he had to go tell his brother. <laughs> Since, yeah, he has no recollection. His I'm name's sure. Joe. Uh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spelt with an N, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, all right, so you got him out in time for your yeah, grand opening. So, so, so it's people showed up and none knew the better. It was it was great. So it's an interesting neighborhood, and like you said, it's sort of right off of this this awesome downtown Sacramento, right? Yeah, it's just yeah, right there, part of it. There's a shit ton of going on, and, and well, Broadway itself is is a really cool street that just kind of needs a little more polish to it. Okay, it, it, it yes, it has some grit and grime to it. it has homeless Joe on the sidewalk, but sure. Um, you haven't seen any shootings or anything like this? No, no. Car accidents? We, we sometimes hear them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every night. Hear which? Uh, who just <laughs> dropped a keg in the brewery? Yeah, right. <laughs> that was a backfire. Yeah, that was a car backfire. Yeah, okay, yeah. backfire. <laughs> I live in Martinez, and that's what we say, too. It's always yeah. a backfire. And let me tell you. <laughs> Even though not a single car on U.S. oil is backfired. Yeah, 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 it's never yeah. a backfire. Well, it's not a backfire. Someone got shot in the back. Yeah. 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 It just happened yesterday, as a matter of fact. And I'm always like... How come there's never sirens after this? Yeah, never. Why does no one ever yeah. comes out of their house? That was very clearly a shotgun going off. <laughs> because everyone is saying, "Oh, that was a backfire." Yeah, yeah. we all just hide <laughs> yeah. our head in the sand. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 My <laughs> wife wonders sometimes, should we call nine one one? Like when we hear screaming and yelling, like from the next door. Yes, yes, you <laughs> yes. should. <laughs> Yeah. And, well, it, and eventually it stops. And I was like, oh, it must have worked out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, it worked one way or another. Right. Oh, no. wow. It's really silent now. Yeah. 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 Hey, look, the uh, Joe the neighbor's doing more midnight gardening. Weird. Yeah. Huh. Joe the naked guy in the park. <laughs> right. All right, let's break into the story real quick and talk about the beer that's in our glass. Because this is a oh, What are we drinking? It's really so you, good. You're drinking our Imperial Chocolate Porter. This is our anniversary beer. We do a... So we're only two years in, but we kind of... We've decided we're going to start a series. Our anniversary series. And it's called Mystery Airship. And so the Mystery Airship series is really about... Uh, well, another kind of nerdy history thing that we like to talk about is... One of the first recorded uh, sort of UFO sightings ever in the media was in Sacramento. Okay. And and the the media report called it a mystery airship in the skies over Sacramento. Nice. And and, and so we have some of the newspaper clippings about that and so hey it, and it happened to ha- it happened right around our anniversary date. So it happened November 17th and our anniversary is whatever Friday Black Friday falls on because yeah. that's what we decided our anniversary is. So th- this year we did a, a an imperial chocolate porter and um but it took some legwork to get to that point. So I, I checked in with our one of our local chocolatiers, and it's a, a small business called Ginger Elizabeth Chocolates. And Ginger Elizabeth Hahn and, and her husband Tom started this chocolate company, and she's this, she, she's this ultra-talented kind of chocolate savant. Okay. She's wonderful at what she does. And her shop is this beautiful little boutique spot that, um, you know, people are there all the time. There's an item in their shop called the uh, – let me try this. Oaxacan spicy hot chocolate. Okay. And it really is. It's just a it's a hot chocolate with a it's like a Mexican hot chocolate. That's kind of what people know it as. Yeah. 
You can taste right off the bat that it's a very different kind of chocolate. This isn't yeah. like milk chocolate, uh, your standard dark, ch- anything like that. There's something, there's a little kick to it already. It's, yeah. I thought it was mint. Yeah. It tastes like a chocolate yeah. mint beer to me. Yeah. Okay. A little mint chocolate, but it tastes like there's some heat behind it. Too, yeah. You got bit. the heat. I'm not picking up the, the mint much, but wow. Really? I, I, get, I got mint. Too. It tastes like a Girl Scout yeah. cookie. <laughs> I think I, I mean that, that in a great way. It's oh really yeah, good. oh yeah. No, I enjoy it a lot. I think I get a little bit of that in the aroma, but I don't get it in the in the flavor. Wow, uh, really? But yeah, it's a little. You know, it'll clear your sinuses a little bit with some like spearmint or mint, but I don't. Not in the flavor. It goes right to that spicy. Um, I know that Mexican chocolate. By the way, I grew up on that kind of chocolate, and uh, uh, I used to love it. Abu- uh, mi abuela, is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. the, 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 the Mexican <laughs> hot like chocolate where cook- you like aerate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but that's not this. This is like way high quality. Yes. Yeah. yeah uh, so this is uh, so we, we developed this beer alongside Ginger Elizabeth. She came out and brewed with us, which was a lot of fun. But before brewing, we had to we we did these tasting panels where we would we would get kind of some other brewery porters and stouts, some that were already chocolate, some that we would do our own chocolate blending and and add add the flavors to the beer. But what's really funny is that Ginger is a she's a sweet she. Her entire flavor profile is tuned, finely tuned, to sweet, okay. to chocolate. Yeah. And as we sample these beers, she would make like, remember the kind of the bitter bear face commercials? She would she would do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not enough chocolate. Yeah. Even though a porter or a stout is not really that bitter on the grand scale of beers, to her, it was it was over the top bitter. Okay. And so when we when we developed this, we also didn't want the beer to go to push too much to the sweet, and and so it was, it was finding that balance that was it was a little difficult in the brewing of it. But she came out, she brewed with us, she, you know, and a lot of brewing is really just posing for pictures when you do these kind of <laughs> right collaboration <laughs> brews. It's it, tell me about it. Although yeah. somehow with your. Uh, <laughs> Somehow with your description, I, I picture Ginger running out there every time you guys turn your back to throw more chocolate in the brew. <laughs> yeah. Well, she did Sorsar, Cocoa Nibs, and, and she said that they're Valrona, which I didn't. I don't live in the chocolate world, so I didn't know what that really meant. And then I found out that, oh, that's really kind of a the highest quality chocolate or biggest reputation or something. Awesome. It's a good thing, apparently. Well, the the chocolate character of this beer really comes through, and yeah. I don't think it is yeah. too sweet. I think you found the balance you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. And, and we, cocoa powdery, yeah. which is what yeah. you want, I think, in this. But, but the high alcohol maybe cuts through a little bit. Uh, go ahead, taste. But the nibs didn't add the how the heat and all that to it. How did you do that? So we so there's actually ginger and uh, pasilla chilies. Hmm. All right, um, I that thought maybe it was hit you on the back end a little bit, not too. No, it's yeah. nice. Not too big. Well it, done. Probably yeah. a little little milder in the flavor oh. that maybe you detect, but there's cinnamon and I vanilla I as well. I thought there was cinnamon there. Mm. Is this beer still available to consumers? This yeah, we, beer? we pushed this through in bottling, and we're, we're really trying to make this thing kind of our, our first foray into the uh, specialty beer. You know, everybody, Good every start. brewery that starts off does, you know, they, they do like their standard IPA. We, we came out with a stout and a kind of a red ale slash amber ale kind of beer. Okay. Um, or pale ale, you know that's kind of the, the standards that all the all the startup breweries hit the hit the shelves with sure. with bottles, and we did our three or four bottle selections that were kind of in that same realm, and then decided, uh, you know this this beer is really kind of good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was really a- nervous based on the aroma. I was expecting it to be just super sweet, but the heat 
between the heat, the carbonation, and just I think the the dryness and, of the beer itself help the finish. Yeah, that cinnamon be, with the heat. Yeah, just be yeah. really yeah. nice. It's impressive. It's a yeah. great mix of, of flavors that you yeah. wouldn't think off the top of your head would go together. Good start into the specialty bottle category. Yeah. Well chosen. Trying. Yeah. Got to try somehow. <laughs> All right, let's do this. I got to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll try some more new Helvetia beer. We'll learn more about the brewery and how you can find out more as well. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging, but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection that's williamsbrewing.com orders placed by 4 p.m pacific time weekdays ship the same day brewing is easy the williams way Hey, Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek Monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com. BN Army, I'm here to talk seriously for a second. You all are partially responsible for something explosive, and it's time you answer for it. Moonlight Meadery is exploding. Yeah, exploding across the country. Wait, they just landed in Australia with insane quality meads. With nearly 70 different varieties of mead on the market, Moonlight Meadery has blown up the mead category and completely reinvented it. Seriously? What? Seriously? What? You're paying money for that watered-down mead when you could have a Moonlight Mead? Moonlight Meads explode with quality and flavor. They're a party in a bottle. Did someone say party? If you want mead and want the best, you want meads from Moonlight Meadery and will accept nothing less. And now get 15% off by going to MoonlightMeadery.com forward slash BNArmy and use coupon code BNArmy at checkout. Hey, sign me up for that party. That's it. I've had it. I am 
never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. The Brewcasters are back. It ain't 401 beer. Whatever. Yes, welcome back to the show. Thanks for hanging out with us. We've got new Helvetia Brewing Company in the studio with us tonight. We're trying their beer. We got it on tap here at the Grenade as well. Before moving on, let me let you know about Beersmith Home Brewing Software. You've heard us talk about it, so you know it's great. You can go to Beersmith.com right now and get a free 21-day trial. So you don't even have to take our word for it. Just go there and do it. It's got all sorts of video tutorials, so don't be afraid that you're learning a, a new piece of software. Brad over there at Beersmith makes it really easy. Uh, tutorials for everything. Stuff you didn't even know that you needed to know how to do. It's all available. Plus, they're doing DVDs. They've got a podcast over there, a blog, you name it. But uh, why calculate things by hand or use out-of-date software? You can go over to Beersmith right now and brew with confidence. Uh, available on PC and Mac. So go check it out at Beersmith.com. All right, what beer did we end up with in our glass this time from New Helvetia? Uh, we brought the Rough and Ready Red IPA. Red IPA. Very nice. What makes a Red IPA red um lots of blood lots of uh blood sweat and tears it's yeah. angry oh it smells good too i like Another this one the story behind the the naming of the beer was uh i was at a beer event at what was it was nevada city grass valley that that part of the country yeah and one of the one of the women that works at uh the california craft brewers association She's from that area, and I asked her where she was from. She goes, oh, I'm from a town called Rough and Ready. That's actually the town name. <laughs> the town is called Rough and Ready, which wow. she was hitting on him. And he yeah. was, right, exactly. Yeah. I'm taking you to Rough and Ready Town. <laughs> Girl, boy. No but, yeah. no, but what city are you from? <laughs> yeah. yeah. She, she wouldn't let it go. Huh? So, really? There's a, it's a so, town called yeah, Rough so and Ready. Yeah, so quickly turned into, man, that's a great name for a beer. Yeah. And we, we had already brewed this red IPA, and we didn't have a name for it. So it was kind of that kismet moment of, hey, uh, done. need a name and... She, yeah. t- she just gave it to me. Yes, she did. <laughs> that's, that's great. How many beers do you guys brew? Do you have kind of a standard lineup, or is it something new every time? It's uh, We have a standard lineup of six to seven beers. You know, kind of our, it, It's hard to brew our lager on a regular basis. It's hard to brew our double IPA on a regular basis. Okay. So those kind of drop in and out of rotation kind of as as we can fit them in. We, we do. Um, but then the rest of our beers do stay on, and those tend to be the beers that we try to put out to our, our you know, our bar and restaurant accounts, and um, the, the the few that we're bottling right now, which is which is very few. Got it. But but a lot of specialty stuff. We're doing a lot of fun beers that are just you know 
that they like this chocolate beer we just had. It it was an anniversary beer. You know, I kind of see a future for this beer. Mm-hmm. It might be one of those that that makes either a, a you know annual rotation comes back in during the holidays, or maybe it becomes a little more special than that. I don't, I don't know yet. I haven't. We have, we're so young. I haven't figured that stuff out yet. I think that beer could make you famous. So whatever you decide, keep that in mind. Okay, I, uh, <laughs> beer lovers are going to love that beer. It's so, your choice. Yeah, just like you know, you, you <laughs> can keep it hidden over there in the corner, right, yeah. or you can become yeah. famous. Can yeah. we just release it every February <laughs> yeah. and have lines out the door? Not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> Not a bad idea at all. Let's talk about the brew house itself. Uh, yeah. because I'm reading in my notes. Uh, that you, you kind of built your own system. Uh, do I have it right that your very first fermenter was made of cardboard? Not the first. That was probably our fourth. <laughs> okay. but, but we do have... What was the first one made out of? <laughs> uh, well, stainless yeah. steel. So, okay. all right, Straw. So, so Brewhouse... Adobe. Got, was, Brewhouse was rescued from a, I don't know, former brewery called... Oh, man, shit. I can't remember the name of the brewery. It was in Carson City. It was, okay. like, it was like a biker bar slash brewery place. And then <laughs> when we rescued it, it was it was a Chinese restaurant slash sushi place. And by the way, don't eat the sushi. Okay. <laughs> it, yeah. It, it was, it, we went in there and looked at this, you know, a bunch of stainless steel tanks in this Chinese restaurant. And there were literally crates of bok choy on top of it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Interesting. So we're moving crates of... I would hope fresh vegetables. Yeah, off of our future brew house and okay, and pulled it out of this restaurant and threw it in a truck and drove it back over the summit to Sacramento. That became our first brew house. The first fermenter came from a. It, it was one fermenter. We started off with one fermenter. Uh, by the time we got open, we had three. Okay, <laughs> but the the first fermenter, um, I drove up to Eugene, Oregon, to a place called King Estates Winery, and at one point in time, King Estates was going to open a brewery. I guess, and okay. they didn't. They sold everything off, and they had they had a, a fermenter left over. So I, I made an offer, and they took it, and I drove up in my pickup truck and bought this fermenter, not knowing that that's probably not a good idea. It didn't fit in the pickup truck? No, it, it yeah. fit, but I, I – okay, so picture the shape of a fermenter yeah. with, with the cone hanging out the back of the pickup truck. Okay. Tailgate down. It, you know, they they put it on a on a pallet, strap the whole thing down. They managed to load it up, which was great. How, they, how many barrel for fermenter? Uh, about a ten barrel fermenter. Okay, all right. Um, so we have this thing now in the back of our pickup truck that looks like a rocket engine. <laughs> yeah. Except mm-hmm. we can only go about fifty miles an hour the entire way from Eugene, <laughs> Oregon, to Sacramento, <laughs> California on I five. So you're either going to Burning Man, and this is your rocket <laughs> ship art car, or yeah. you're hauling your brewery back to Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, could be both. both. Yeah. Right. yeah. Getting passed by angry truckers oh, on no. I-5 is never fun. Right. Okay. And then the, the, the two other fermenters that kind of made up the rest of our initial brew, brew house was uh, used out of uh, Ladyface in L.A. area. Oh, yeah. So we, we just found a good deal from them, and they, they <laughs> sent them up. And What about the cardboard one? So How the car- is it, uh, what's that? Um it's it's cardboard. It's literally cardboard. <clears throat> layers upon layers upon layers of cardboard until you get about a two inch thick wall, and that two inch thick wall makes a box, and then strategically placed holes and places that make this box a fermenter. Now you, there's a there's a food grade plastic liner, of course, that okay. becomes the actual vessel that holds it, and the box is just the shape that keeps everything in place. I see. So this was a real thing. It wasn't just someone you got a refrigerator and you guys needed an extra <laughs> fermenter. No. Right. It was it was a, it was a uh, it, it's it's built onto a pallet, so it's a it's just 
pretty much a four by four square or a cube in our, in our case. And it has this food grade bag in it. And since we were, we were doing our Saison in it, so it, we didn't require the same level of temperature control. And so we just let it kind of ferment at, at ambient temperature and see was what it, happens. Was it meant for another industry or for bre- did they build it for breweries? Uh, no, it wasn't meant for breweries. It was okay. probably meant for like hauling juice around for yeah. wine or cider or something else, or, okay. or juice maybe. <laughs> yeah, or actual juice. Oh, yeah. Real juiced for the yeah. sake of being juiced. Yeah. So it had a lid. I don't understand so could, that at all. It had a lid, and so it was closed, or was it an open? I had a zip tie. Well, the yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the bag sealed, like Ziploc. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Okay. So you <laughs> could open it up, pitch, whatever well, no, the, you had to do. The bag was fully sealed all the way around, and so you would actually have to, to fill it as you would a fermenter through, oh, you know, okay. through a port. You got through it. one I mean, of the holes. We would right. put one of our uh, tri-clamps on it and nice. tie it down and, and really just pump it in. How many batches did you do in that? Oh, I don't know, three or four. Nice. It was our first year. We'd our, we did wow. mostly at our Saison. We might have done one of our stouts out of that one. Okay. Um, but we just made do with what we had. You know, that was a three hundred dollar investment versus the yeah, seven thousand sure. it takes to get a real fermenter. Well, and I like your thought process too. You, you brew a style in it that uh, the temperature isn't such an issue. It allows for absolutely. Yeah. Oh, what volume did that hold? Sorry. Did you, what volume was it? How many um, barrels? Ah, one, two. Quick, three. somebody do the math on four by four by four. Oh, nope. but you filled it up. It was. It was. A yeah, full, yeah. Uh, I mean, oh, it was it, four feet tall. That's quite we, a bit. We of volume, could only actually. brew a. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, we had a. Seven barrel, roughly, well, about eight and a half barrel kettle, but so we could only yield batch. six and a half. So, yeah, we yeah. You did a full batch. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. yeah, yeah. How'd that first Saison come out? Uh, well, the one we put into that one turned out just fine. The first Saison we ever brewed, uh, we burned the shit out of that thing. Oh, <laughs> it was a little cardboardy. Uh, <laughs> oxidation, maybe. Cardboard. I don't know. <laughs> we still have the cardboard fermenter. Nice. It is still. Uh, I got to see away this thing. I love this uh, idea. Yeah. We just made do with what we had. I mean, we'd, as we'd, you should. Resources are uh, tough. Yeah. How did you How did you sanitize that? <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We threw the bag away. Come on, right. oh, okay. throw a new one in. Or bag. maybe we threw the bag away. Right. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe we just filled it back up. Yeah. A farmhouse saison coming just up. Keep next. it going. That's right. Yeah. That's fine. So. What about now the brew house from the Chinese slash sushi place in the desert? Never eat sushi <laughs> in the desert. Um, uh, right. Fish don't live there. No. Uh, we're, we're still brewing in that kettle. How many barrels is that brewery? Uh, like they, seven? You know, it, it adds up to about a 10 hectoliter, so eight and a half. Okay. Uh, you know, full flood volume. But we, you know, we yield six and a half to seven out of that thing. So how many vessels is this system? I was trying to look online a little bit. So... So, so that's what we started with. We started with that kettle and uh, a, an electric hot liquor tank, and uh, and then it came with six Grundies. Okay, six little six barrel Grundy tanks that we could just store our beer in. So no no real fermenters, and we've we've also used those Grundies for ferment fermenting when oh, we need to. We is, use them for serving it, officially, but every oh. once in a while we'll have to ferment, and one of them we'll just pull it out and on wheels, right? roll it around. Yeah. So is it an extract brewery no, then? No, we went oh, so we you, went all grain right out of the gate. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So is your Kinda. kettle a dual as, as a mash tun? No, so no. so the mash tun is probably the, the, the more interesting part of the story you want to get to. We we custom fabricated a uh, our, our mash tun. So we had this old dairy tank, open top, the lid just kind of comes off, and um, we were trying to figure out how to do this. Do we you know do we put a false bottom screen at the bottom, but then we can't get the mash out? Uh, how do how do we do this? So we we fabricated a, a mash basket. So a guy in Sacramento area he. Um, Mac Henderson, stainless steel welder guy, 
does really good quality work for uh, breweries around town, and he uh, he did this custom mash basket. So picture like the uh, um, spaghetti pot with the inset strainer colander thing, and you pull you pull out the colander, the noodle stay, and all the liquid falls behind. Well, same concept, right? We just we've already pumped the wort out of the out of the mash tun over to the kettle, and what's left is just that damp grain bed, and then we would drive the forklift in, lift this mash basket out of the the mash tun tub and and then drop it over a bin, pull the it had a had a, 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 ch- a stainless chain with a kind of a trapdoor mechanism on it. And so the bottom would drop out and our whole grain bed would just come falling out. We still nice. have to scoop out a little bit of it, but wow. but mostly it would just it was like a other than having to use the forklift, it was a pretty quick and mostly novel uh mash out yeah. process. Yeah. Why, why is it novel? I mean, why don't more places have that setup? Because it's horribly inefficient. Uh, it is. So you did a batch sparge, basically. You didn't do a fly sparge at all. You just... Uh, oh, no. And then we, we actually... That lid was oh. uh, outfitted so that we could sparge. And, you know, it was... It, it was you didn't it have worked a fall, out. Okay, so, okay, so, you, so it was, the basket was raised enough Yeah. And in essence, you had a false bottom. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that basket set inside. It wasn't all the we way still down. Had, we still had another know, six inches of dish underneath. I and if it was perforated on the sides, you would even get extraction out the sides, not even. No, we, we kept it uh, perforated only on the bottom. Oh, okay. So low efficiency, and then if it were a bigger system, it would just be too impractical. Well, to be labor able to inefficient. Get it. Right. Labor inefficient. Labor inefficient. Oh, but, yeah. but it's extraction efficiency is fine. We were doing just fine on yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. It was just it was a small mash tun, so it was it was a small mash tun. It made it really difficult to do a like a double IPA. Okay. So we really didn't do a lot of it. That that played into why we didn't do a lot of high gravity beers out of the gate because it was it was really difficult to pull that off all the time. Sure. Um, and then. You know all that all that grain goes out the door to our local pig farmer, but every time we're you know the forklift comes in, does does the unload and dump, and yeah. that that gets to be even though it's the forklift is doing the the literally heavy lifting, um, it it just becomes a sort of a tedious thing to sure to have this forklift running around right next to your brew house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what you know. There's a big brewery that's Beechwood aged, and some everybody has their slogan. We're kind of forklift brewed, I guess. <laughs> I like it. I say market it. Yeah, put yeah. a forklift on the t-shirt and go for it, man. Yeah. <laughs> How is the kettle fired? How's that heated up? So we're doing a direct fire right now. And, okay. And uh, that thing is just a it's a flamethrower. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. just shoots a big ass four hundred thousand max BTU flame at the bottom of uh, this kettle. Wow. Um, and the same with the mash tun? Is that fired? So, so the, the mash way? tun is a so the, so the old mash tun we just heated it off of the so first we'd boil the kettle with water, use that water plus the hot liquor tank water, and 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 we would just use that for our brew days. Okay, um, and then we'd capture some of it back in the hot liquor tank when we could, but that also that mash tun didn't allow for a lot of that. So I see. Um, but now we've since upgraded to a, a slightly newer system instead of the the rescue well it's still the same instead of the the custom mash ton mash basket concept we actually have a a real you know combi unit hot liquor tank on the bottom mash ton on the top mm-hmm. real you know v groove false bottom the, the, the whole works it's fancy it was it's state of the art to us this thing was built in like 1992 okay <laughs> oh wow nice <laughs> That's state of the art, man. That's yeah. I like your philosophy that you got. You know, you just you did with what you what you could get, and you made it work, and you, you grow as you as you go. 
We you know we can't afford to do it otherwise. Yeah, yeah. and I you know it's the only thing that matters is the beer at, that comes out of it anyway. Exactly. You know, I, I I wonder about this though. With with some breweries start off and they're they're just beautifully constructed, shiny, everything perfect brew houses and and. And there's, there's always this feeling of uh, sort of brew house envy. I think I think a lot of brewers experience this. You know the yeah you know fermenter envy. Like oh wow, that's really that's really tall. Yeah, yeah. that's really big. <laughs> yeah. But I think there's there's probably some value to uh, struggling a bit. Sure. And working your way through it and figuring shit out and and kind of you know. I don't, well, if you don't have a half well, million dollars, you does, don't have a choice. Yeah, we the we showroom didn't have breweries that are are not the majority. The right. breweries that are opening up, right, right, like the, the just the ones Surly that we one. hear about, right. The but new Surly one that's like forty million dollars, and it's a giant three-story window from their tasting room into their like beautiful showroom brewery that they right. have. Yeah, it's just like it's a beautiful to look at. Yeah, but that's how the brewing network. We're, we're going to open our brewery that way. It'll be <laughs> just be <massive>. just beautiful <laughs> to look at. Yeah, I don't know yeah. who's going to pay for it, but it'll be yeah. something else. Yes, when it happens, yeah. Yeah. no great. one will ever use it. Yeah, we'll yeah. just look at it. It's well, actually going to be right here next to the fountain in the courtyard behind us. That's, <laughs> yeah. it'll be a little more beer system, the but, biggest more beer system ever <laughs> that made. We right? can find that's right. <laughs> the fountain will just be a little china hat. It'll be it, great. It will be shiny. That's all that we really uh, care about. Just make sure you struggle. Yeah, it's a little bit of struggle. Trust me, we have. <laughs> We're doing it right now. Ten years of struggling. Got to fight for it. Now, you're the founder of New Helvetia. How many people uh, work at the company? Uh, so so myself and my brewmaster, Brian Cofresi, uh, we're sort of the, the core group. And, uh, you know, it's, it's still a small team. I think we only have eight or nine. <laughs> I should be able to count to nine. I can't, <laughs> I can't remember. But we, we, we just recently put on, brought on uh, two new employees, like kind of sales and, and helping out in the brew house. And, okay. Um, and do you still have a, a day job? Uh, or no, is this is no, it? I'm, you went right for it. Yeah, heck yeah, full time volunteer. So I'm always surprised we have so, yeah right. Nice. We have so many people in here who who uh, you know don't go right for it. I always find out. No, we're still working our day job. It's three years into the brewery, and I'm always you know surprised to hear that because it's just, it's a lot of work. It's tough. A it's, it's it's really tough. Um, Are you out doing sales every day as well? I'm, I'm selling. I'm doing most of the marketing and social media. I actually design most of the print ads that we do. I'm okay. still I, – I do payroll. I do all of the legal and regulatory stuff. I'm okay. Doing, it, it, it's a lot. And, and as, I, as I learn and get, you know, theoretically better at this, I, I delegate more and, and bring more of the talented people that we already have on board at New Helvetia, give them more duties and – and uh, more responsibility, and then and almost every time they they step up, and I got a great team, so it's wonderful. What was your job before you got into the brewery? Uh, commercial real estate development. Okay, so you had a little leg up on finding the space. Yeah, I I knew exactly what the space was, and I already knew the demographics of the neighborhood. And, okay, and I I knew what the lease rates were on Broadway, so yeah. You're ready to go. Yeah. I don't know why you didn't put a no homeless guy clause in the lease, but uh, maybe next time. Can't know. anticipate every contingency. <laughs> yeah. That's an act of God clause. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. you're right. Yeah. yeah. A guy passes out well, on your sidewalk. That's an act of God. Well, it's yep. an act of Joe clause. Right. Really. <laughs> yeah. Where'd you find your, your brewmaster, Brian? So he was working for a long time at one of my neighboring breweries at River City at downtown Plaza. So right now River City is uh, sort of in the process of, uh, I think they're trying to find a new home since the Kings Arena is getting built at downtown Plaza, which is right where their brewery is. And so they're 
Yeah, they're on their way. Yeah, that'll be helpful. Elsewhere. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know where. I, I really hope that they, they stay nearby in downtown or in I, – I, I was like, hey, man, there's a couple of vacant spots over here on Broadway. Move in next door to me. Get a little cluster of breweries right next to each other. I'd be all for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but So Brian was working there for like 12, 13 years. He'd been the brewmaster there for a long time, making really great beer and uh, kind of seemed to be in a creative rut. <laughs> okay. So when I offered him this, first I was just kind of going to him for advice. Like, hey, man, you know, I'm starting this brewery thing. You know, What do you think I should do? And he'd... he'd tell me all, all of his he'd download just like oh well do this 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 don't you dare do this you know very sort of i know brewing judgmental kind of thing sure <laughs> what was what was he most that's in- helpful though you need that yeah, yeah. what was yeah. he most insistent you shouldn't do do not be a contract brewer oh yeah that was his biggest advice to me because what was he worried about um reputation i think i mean it, and it, you know understand it for what it is he's a brewer in a brewery yeah. And so seeing, you know, contract brewers that are creating, putting beer on the market without having a brewery, there, there's there, there's some kind of issues with... A little disconnect there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, they, they didn't do the struggle, right? They didn't build the brewery. They haven't gone through the struggle. I see. And so I think that was part of his philosophy. And um, and the thing is, I wasn't opposed to the contract brewing concept. I was, I was looking at that as an option. I was looking at, at an alternating proprietorship as an option. I was... Anything and everything that could make this this dream of mine happen was on the table. Yeah. And Brian really pushed me in a direction to build a real brewery. Build a brewery in a building with a home where people can come and see it, talk to you, you know, tap on the tanks, see what's written on the tanks, what's coming up next, what's yeah. on deck. Talk to the people. Oh, don't be like a gypsy brewer, not like don't be one of those guys who brews a bunch of beer for everybody kind of things. Yeah. Right. That's okay. what I mean. Yeah. 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 A, a brewery that, that has a foundation. Has sure. A home. Yeah. yeah. So how'd it go from conversation to employment? Um, really, it just kind of was, hey, uh, you know, I want to start this thing. And and enough conversations into it. I was like, yeah, maybe this is the guy. Sure. Maybe this is the guy. And I'll, I'm going to – I'll ask him. Let's see. Um, and and I'll plead ignorance on this one because I didn't, I didn't know how big River City was or how the brewing world really worked. But I kind of poached him. You get down to it. I, yeah. I was like, hey, Brian, you want to come over to New Helvetia? And, um, He's like, I'm meeting with this sushi joint up in Carson City. <laughs> and look, when I get back, we're ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> and for like the first six months of us getting open, he was working both breweries. Okay. And yeah. then finally they brought in another brewmaster. And, and, and uh, well, after that, then the King's deal kind of happened and it's kind of started moving them in another direction. But. Okay, but we we got our our footing down, and and Brian's been making some great beer. He's got a GABF Gold under his belt two years in at New Helvetia. It's pretty cool. I'm not sure how I feel about the struggle advice. As a, having been through the struggle, and in very very much still part of the shrug, the struggle after ten years. That's right, brother. I've started to feel like. Uh, I mean, I get it. Everyone should go through a little bit of difficulty, but a little bit. Maybe it's not necessary. Here's a take. This for example. Your kids, right? Now, you want your kids, you don't want to get everything with a silver spoon. You want them to learn a little bit. Right. But do they have to, like, sleep on a crackhead's couch like I did for a couple of months to make it? Or or, or would you? do you want them to bypass that part of the struggle? Well, look at you now. Oh, well, yeah, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and so, Kate's a crackhead? I get, and I'm just thinking out loud here. I'm yeah. just starting to, I just started to feel like uh, 
I do think you got to put in the work. You got to put in the time. But certain things like contract brewing, if you have a good grasp of your brand and your beer and you're controlling it, I'm not so sure that everything has to be part of the struggle anymore. Well, I think I'm just changing of- my opinion because I used to feel exactly like that. No, if you didn't dig in the trenches, then fuck you. Well, uh, and now I feel like God, the trenches really suck. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then there's no part- end to them either. <laughs> right, when, yeah. the tre- when is the trench? Where, where's the ladder? You just life becomes a trench. <laughs> yeah, you just dig it. In. Yeah. Um, yeah, part of the the I think maybe his advice was if your goal is to actually have your own brewery. Getting into contracting is not necessarily the way you want to do it because, best case, you contract brew and you're really successful and everything. Now your job is continuing to contract brew, just managing sales and everything yeah, else. You're yeah. not going to have time to later on open up a brewery of your own. That's a good point. There is so there is a cost it's benefit. Better, to it's that. better to just yeah slug yeah. through it in the beginning, get your own brew up and running versus thinking, oh, I'll contract brew, like things will be great, I'll have a brand, everything else will be nice. But you're going to be busy. Just maintaining that brand that you've built. You yeah. could you could apply that same logic though to well, why start at ten barrel? You shouldn't you know you should go for a bigger system. Well, Thirty. You know, well, there's a, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a huge that. cost benefit. Yeah. Well, to I mean, that or but what's, capital raising? Where do you draw the line at? You know the quote unquote struggle. Everything's yeah. a struggle. You open a new business, you could have a fifty million dollar brew house. You're still struggling. Getting yeah. up in the morning. You, right. You got to get up <laughs> yeah. in the morning. That's a struggle. But you got to you got to you got to do shit. You still got to figure out how to work your product and sell it and all that kind of stuff. So whether whether you're brewing three barrels or three hundred barrels. It's, you're still working. It's yeah. still struggling. So uh, everyone goes through it no matter what. It's just uh, you know money helps cushion that a little bit. Maybe if I had worked this whole time, it would have been easier. <laughs> that might, maybe that's, that is the secret. You Don't, have to work? How come we get yelled at for not working, but... You how well, because somebody's got to work. It, it, it takes it, it takes work to yell at people. Yeah, it takes a toll See, on them. If you know how hard that is, you were working. It turns <laughs> this out hurts me knows more than it hurts you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Can you tell Warren works for Jamil or not? <laughs> yeah, he knows. Yeah, yeah. Beardy's like oh, it's very much the struggle. Yes, yeah, yes. I, must, I must struggle. Yeah. J- Jamil tells me so. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's written on it's painted on the Heretic Brewery wall. <laughs> you, you must struggle. struggle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, He's not allowed to wear uh, uh, laces in his boots or belts anymore to work. <laughs> struggle yeah. to keep your clothes on. Well, before we run out of time, let's try another beer and talk about Sacramento Beer Week as well. Because um, are you president of the NorCal Brewers Guild? Do I yeah, have that right? Somebody thought it was a good idea to elect me president. And I really um, did it sort of out of duty, I think. Yeah. Duty. <laughs> well, clearly they thought you were dedicated, so... Yeah, well, it, it, it's actually, a, it's an honor and it's a privilege, and I, I got to be invited here, which is kind of way cool. By the way, this is like the most professional podcast I've ever seen. Oh, <laughs> Although that's, you know... How many have you seen? I, I've <laughs> seen a few, you. and it's yeah. usually, you know... I see it's, the second half of it. it it's, right. a, it's like an iPod, iPod yeah. and uh, right. Right. a microphone. We and, all passed around a MacBook <laughs> and spoke into this Well, microphone. none of see, this those, stuff... those podcasts are struggling. Yeah, they are. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of this stuff works. There's actually an iPad underneath this uh, big <laughs> yeah, mixing it's all, board. It's here. all for show. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, uh, Sacramento Beer Week. Um, here's, I guess, this is the commercial aspect of it mm-hmm. for me. Um, February 26th through March 8th, and uh, Sacramento just has a ton of wonderful events happening. Kicking it off with Sacramento Brewers Showcase. Um, what's that? February 26th. That. Capital, or sorry, that's the... Uh, that's the Capital Brewers. Auto Museum, California Auto Museum. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah, um, and that's kind of Sacramento only. It's like our time to shine and just have our own little Sacramento-centric party, which is kind of fun. And then the whole week in between is all the bars, restaurants, tap rooms, breweries, every, everywhere. They're just doing their own 
their own thing. So there, there's, there'll be 300 plus events throughout the week. Wow. And it's a long week, right? 11 days. Yeah, ours too. When we yeah. just had it, it's, yeah, 12, too many days. Yeah. And then the big capper, of course, is our Capital Beer Fest and to grand finale. And that one will be at Capitol Mall. So you're kind of in between the Tower Bridge and the, and the state Capitol building and 110 breweries and wow. ton of food trucks and, that's a lot of breweries. A lot of breweries. It's a big deal. It's a big. It's a fun one. I mean, it's not that far. Yeah, it took me an hour to get here, guys. <laughs> it's not that far. You should be broadcasting yeah. from there. Yeah, uh, we've tried to make that happen before. You guys went to a couple events mm-hmm. last year. Uh, Moscow, oh, a couple JP, years ago. A couple years ago. Moscow, now. I went, yeah. Uh, people, you can go to sackbeerweek.com and, and check it out. You're going to do some events at New Helvetia. Yeah, yeah. We're launching a, a lot of the stuff we try to do is more community based. So we're we're doing a partnership with a, a kind of the. They're, they're going to be the largest public art project, I think, in, in Northern California or in our area. I don't know. It's a, it's a big deal. It's called the Bright Underbelly, and they're painting a mural on the underside of an elevated freeway. Nice. Above our uh, Sunday Farmer's Market location in Sacramento. And that's about 10 blocks from my brewery. And I approached the, the artists that were doing that and asked them if they wanted to perhaps work with us on making a beer modeled after this kind of concept that they're doing. So... So they were excited about the idea. Um, we're having the launch and release party of that beer on Wednesday. So it's called the Bright Underbelly Bergamot IPA. Nice. And so we're going to do a citrus zest with a bergamot orange, which is, uh, if you're familiar with Earl Grey tea, that's the the, mm-hmm. the citrus in Earl Grey tea. You know? Okay. Yeah. So you, you kicked your squatters out of their house at your brewery, and now you're kicking them out of their new home in the underpass Under the so you can paint Absolutely it? Absolutely not. Where are these people we're, supposed we're to live? We're making it pretty for them. Oh, right. there you go. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're going to spend that much time laying on your back and looking up. Might yeah. as well be a mural there. Right. That's why we say. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that they see a mural regardless if there's really one or not. Yeah. Pretty. And then uh, in the homebrewing world, you guys know Annie Johnson. Yeah. yeah, sure. So she's she's with a company now called Pico Brew. Never heard of it. And okay, Pico. <laughs> no, is, no, we know all about. Yeah. It. Okay, yeah. so yeah. she's she's going to do a Pico Brew day at, at our spot, and then we're doing cool. it awesome. on a separate event. We're hosting uh, Big Mike Moore for a beer talk. So Big Mike will come out and talk about uh, uh, everything he knows about beer, which is a, a lot. That guy is excellent. Nothing but knowledge, and he's like he's like eight and a half feet tall. <laughs> okay, he knows a lot wow. <laughs> so he's pretty big. Yeah, he's he's, he's a little big. Big Mike. All right. It sounds like a fun week. And the beer that's in our glass is your double IPA? Indomitable City double IPA. Wow. It's, uh, it does literally kind of taste like the big brother to the IPA. A lot of pineapple hops, I think, mm-hmm. coming out of there. And just sort of a bigger version of it. Is yeah. it a very similar recipe? Just just bigger? Um, not really. It's an entirely different recipe. Really? But just turned out that, you know, batch to batch at a small brewery. Yeah. Man, it, it, it could be... One thing one day and another thing that's the second brew day and <laughs> and we just we just hope for 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 something relatively close consistency I think is a great goal sure but, just that but close yeah. you'll take it's, it. it's like yeah. the horizon right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> super fruity what kind of hops are you using good question we should ask the brewer <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was talking to uh, I was talking to him before the show and he and he's a lot like me. Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I know the beer. I know what the beer is supposed to taste like. I don't know the ingredients. I don't know the hops. So I said, "Well, we'll just we'll just talk about the beer in general then." All uh, right. So in other words, it's the type of brewer that I am. 
Uh, okay. Love beer. Super passionate about beer. I can't tell you shit about it. No. <laughs> it's wet. I think. I don't yeah, even really know. There's water in it, probably. Yeah. yeah. I think. Yeah. Maybe. Dave's too busy doing everything else to know what the hops are. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, I understand. But that's where, uh, that's where I think, though. It has a really nice hop character. Just so much fruit. It's been a while since I've had a beer that has had this much and this strong of hop fruit. And yep. Beardy, is it me or is it a similar hot profile to the IPA, the the one we had just before it? Because the, I'm the tasting, red IPA. Yeah, I'm tasting the uh, the, uh, the same fruit characteristics, less of them in the red IPA too. Um, no, I, I think they're similar. This one has a, a bit more variety, I think. Okay, in it, in the double. Okay. Yeah, are you suggesting double? we have a style? Yeah. You might have a style. You have a house flavor. You might already. have a house flavor. You know, Justin, I just want to clarify: they're similar. They're not this. They're not kind of the same as. Because okay. that's what you say. You're like, can you tell the difference? Is, aren't there like, uh, you know, uh, I'd say there's uh, similarities? Similar. And 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 Warren goes, no, no. they're similar. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I know. That's why. I <laughs> Thank made you the for joke. clarifying. Yeah, I was fucking with Warren. Yeah. yeah. Shut the fuck. Shut up, the Beardy. fuck up, Beardy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I feel like I was speaking kung fu there. I just I just move my lips and it comes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look at my mailing it in. <laughs> so uh, w- is there a website for this uh, Sacramento Beer Week? Not that we can't Google it. Yeah, I just did. It's oh. uh, com. You can go look up all the events there, uh, get the dates. There's a little video, uh, a promo video going on there to show you what's happening, get everybody excited about SAC Beer Week. Go to com and check it out. And then, of course, uh, you can go to com to check out Dave's uh, website, and uh, you got a list of the beers there. You got a little more uh, backstory, and you can contact him to find out where you can uh, get the beer yourself. Dave, thanks for being on the show, man. It's been grand, man. Thank you, guys. It's been a good time. I know we got your beer on tap here now at the Hop Grenade, so I encourage people to come on down this week while we still have it. Check out some new Helvetia, and uh, maybe we'll find them on tap again uh, somewhere soon as well. Are you, are you in other places down here in the Bay Area? Uh, no. Not, not yet? Not hardly at all. Exclusive it's, to the Grenade, It's hard then. for us to get down, down yeah, here. I bet. Um, but I do have it on good authority that this chocolate beer might be making an appearance here. It should. Awesome. Oh, it's yeah. such a great beer. That's that's your, that's the one. I'm telling you right now. That's the one. <laughs> that's your anomaly. Just, uh, yeah. Nitro. Yeah. Nitro. <laughs> yeah. nitro do it, no, don't I, do that. Do it no. ten no. different nitro ways. It. Just just the shit out of it, whatever you do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's great, great advice. Great. Yeah. It might beer. be hard to bring beer here, but remember, it's all part of the struggle. That's right. That's absolutely <laughs> I'm right. all about the struggle. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to have to struggle to get that invoice paid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when you drop that beer down here, Dave. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got some more going on. We're going to talk to the White Labs crew. We're going to do some beer news, and uh, lots happening tonight. So hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP and the internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. 
But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or Visit the store in Dublin, California, and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. If you don't know Yeast Man, you're missing out. White Labs Yeast Manager, Yeast Man, is available free to any brewer. Yeast Man is your direct link to White Labs Yeast Production Facility. Yes, you can check yeast availability, and yes, you can place an order, but Yeast Man is much more. View yeast quality control and analytical reports. See your big QC day entries and reports. Get access to the entire White Labs catalog, specials on overruns of freshly made yeast, and customized options for your account. Yeastman is the only real-time online ordering in the business connected directly to factory production. Yeastman is always on and always live. It's the largest online marketplace for specialty brewer's yeast and related products. Visit yeastman.com today and tap directly into White Lab's production facility. Gonna brew? Yeastman to the rescue. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you you have a cleaning problem, you need the five star solution. Visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800 782 7019. 800 782 7019 and get the five star treatment today. 
Adventures in Homebrewing have the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipes. Some of the things homebrewing.org creates and manufactures in-house are the Brutus brew stands and propane burners, the serial killer adjustable two-roller grain mill with seven-pound hopper, custom stainless steel false bottoms designed to fit kegels, coolers, and mini-sized brew pots. The brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing have designed a huge selection of original recipes for extract and all-grain brewing. Adventures in Homebrewing original recipes are tried and tested, proven to be of the best quality. And right now, Adventures in Homebrewing is shipping 24 of their best recipes for free. Visit homebrewing.org for the most current selection. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And now, it's even easier with free shipping on these kits. Brewing Network listeners receive 10% off their homebrewing.org orders when they use coupon code IPA at checkout. See terms and conditions for full details. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for sticking with us while we ate burritos at the break. Oh, burritos. I don't know what I would do without Mexican food. I'm just going to declare that to the world right now. You would be 10 pounds lighter. I'd be 10 pounds lighter and, and, and a lot... pretty good Mexican food across the park. a lot unhappier. It is. <laughs> across, I think that it's made by Mexicans, for one, which is helpful. Yeah, no. Italians or something. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the first ingredient in good Mexican food. Is it Mexican? Yeah. I agree. Wow. And, wow. Uh, oh, God. I just... I don't know what I'd do without Mexican food. It's good. So good. All right. Our next guest on today's program is Mr. Trolls Prawl. He's from uh, White Labs. Trolls. Uh, and uh, they've got a new venture happening, and I wanted to get Trolls on here to talk all about it with us. Hey, Trolls, how you doing, buddy? Good. How's it going? It's going very well. Welcome back to America. America. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for calling. It's been pouring down rain in San Diego today. Oh, is that right? That never happens. You must have brought nah, that with you. I know. Trolls, where are you normally? Uh, Copenhagen, right? Yeah, I'm in Copenhagen. And you did spend some time out here living in the States working for White Labs, didn't you? Right. I've been I've been in the States on and off since 2007, but recently moved back after being here permanently for, or as permanent as three years is. And then so now the family's back in Copenhagen, and uh, it's awesome. Beautiful. Is, is leaving the, the States and going back to Copenhagen, like getting out early from parole, and then you live the free life, and then you, like, blow a red light and have to go back into prison because you break parole? Is it like that? It's, mm, yeah, it's kind of like walking into a chest freezer. <laughs> yeah? Okay. And, like, stubbing your toe, or what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, and here, Charles has a secret. He has a trick, too. Yeah, I he, bet he does. He, he, didn't, he didn't leave America empty-handed. He brought home That's an American true. broad with him. Oh, yeah, and, and a and a child as well, right? That's true. <laughs> like your own she's, child. She's fifty-fifty, so she will adapt a little better, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the child, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> trying to dilute freedom. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Charles, what's your uh, what is your title? What's your position at White Labs? Well. Um, I'm, I'm heading the research and development department. So really what that means is that I try to fix things when it's broken. And, uh, yeah, I try to help make things a little bit better. And the reason I'm here in San Diego right now is we're doing an awesome project installing a, a big brew house and 
switching from growing a youth on extract to growing it from an all-grain brew. So it's a big deal, big 25-barrel brew house. I saw that when I was there. You guys are actually putting in a White Labs brewery, which is not the announcement we're here to talk about, but another great thing uh, that you guys are doing. Yeah, so that just falls under me, all that stuff, and the big build-out with the FlexCell technology has been my project, and um, now Copenhagen is what it's about. So let's talk about that. Now, we've announced that you guys have a location in uh, being built in North Carolina, but now you guys are also building a White Labs satellite location in Copenhagen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's correct. So we, um, I'm Danish. I'm from there. So it was an easy sell for me to, <laughs> to um, you know, jump on that wave of what's going on right now in, in Europe where – you know, there's more and more American craft beer influence and more and more um, craft breweries altogether. So Copenhagen is one of the hotspots where it's really going down. And we just had a really awesome opportunity of putting in small lab, bringing us a little bit closer to our existing European customers and hopefully, hopefully helping fueling some of that growth that's going on right now. So fresh yeast to Europe essentially is what Copenhagen gets to do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the yeast, it works well to ship it all over the world, which we do now. It actually works pretty good, but it's really expensive because everything is overnighted or as close as you can get to that with, um, you know, the FedEx and UPS and whatever curious. So a brewery in Europe would end up paying half of the total cost to FedEx. So we're trying to help out. We have some good distributors there, but producing it local is, of course, going to make it a lot more um, price competitive and fresher. Fantastic. How did the conversation go with Chris? Did, did Chris White say, hey, Trolls, you know, where should we open another location? <laughs> Copenhagen! <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of. I don't know if he even completed location. <laughs> yeah. but, does hey, he know Trolls, he... where should we? Copenhagen! Yeah. Does yeah. he know he can't exactly. drive his RV there? Yeah. Now, I've, just been, I've just been shouting Copenhagen in any conversation <laughs> you've had about anything. Yeah. And it then after like... a little bit, it kind of... It, it's stroke what the question was actually about. Sure. <laughs> Chris Wentz more of a Kodiak no, but it's man. Good. But... I've been timing him well. I actually met Chris in Copenhagen, um, I think, 11 years ago. So um, he likes coming there. He has like a, a secret little Love. thing going with the city, I think. He keeps coming back. So it wasn't really a hard sell. Okay. Now, it's not just that you guys have opened this great new location where you're going to be able to propagate and distribute yeast with the new uh, Pure Pitch technology, but you've also partnered with another venture there for your location, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we were we're pretty um, stoked about the idea of setting up a small lab and kind of let it organically grow. And um, an old friend of mine is uh, Mikkel of Mikkeler. And he, um, I started talking to him about us coming to Copenhagen and seeing what was going down there. And he let me in on their uh, plans to open a pretty ambitious brew pub right in the center of Copenhagen with um, three Floyds. Nice. From Indiana. Yeah. So they went really big on a really nice brew pub, little 10 hectoliter system and Texas style barbecue, which is something that does not exist there. <laughs> That's so, interesting. Wow. <laughs> yeah. tell, 
Charles, tell me about your give me your inside opinion on Texas barbecue in in Copenhagen. Is this going to be is it going to go over like mad or people are going to think you're mad? Yeah, both. Yeah. I think that's the whole point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, everything those guys are doing is kind of um far out and then it's going to win people over eventually. And it's really nice because you know, Mikaeler is doing things pretty full on, I think. People would agree to that in the beer community, and so are pre-foids, and they're going all in. I mean, they have, I think they can smoke a whole ton of meat at once in their smokers, and the brewery is beautiful, and it's staffed with people from, you know, American craft brew scene They really can, and cooking scene for that matter, that can really bring it in. So Beautiful. What's it called? Cool. What's the place called? They call it War Pigs, so that's kind of their, their, um, <laughs> their brand. Yeah, check it out. Follow it on. Whatever social media you can find it. There's some. There's a lot of cool stuff going on, and the the thing with that is that they were doing their brew pub together and uh, making this new, really cool uh, adventure right in the center of Copenhagen in, in the old meatpacking district, which is just a, a very cool old butcher part of town, and um, they had some extra space, so we. I basically, same thing again. I just yelled white laughs until they. <laughs> we have this extra room. We don't know what to do with white it. labs, but it's it's kind of in the back where nobody's white labs, and, and it seems nice. But I don't know who to give it to. White labs, and that's how you got it. <laughs> yeah, <correct. laughs> that's exactly. Yeah. Right. yeah, no, it's awesome because you know it's it's just one of those true win wins. It, it makes sense for us to have. Um, you know, the brewery right there, and we produce our work from their brewery or on their brewery, and they have yeast right there and a beautiful lap. So it's, um, it's good. Lunch break's going to be good with some barbecue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a good lunch break. Can't beat uh, those meats. So you uh, mentioned small lab. Does that mean small output, or does it mean small number of customers? Like, say, for instance, Stone Brewing Berlin wants to pitch for a. 100, uh, 100 hectoliter batch. Yeah. Can you yeah. deliver that, or is that too big? Or for tiny laboratory people. Right, no, we can do that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's um, a relatively small system, but we can supply. It's mainly going to be, uh, you know, 10-barrel size orders, but we can produce, I don't know exactly how much we can produce, but we are we can fulfill a good chunk of the existing European business. Uh, but sure. it's wow. certainly not a big build out like San Diego or like Asheville will be, but hopefully it'll grow out of it at at a certain point. But it's also gonna act as a as a nice bridge to the existing uh you know uh, distributors that are in Euro- in Europe and all that stuff. So yeah. we can produce what we can produce and then we can expand as needed and we can get from from the US facilities and kind of distribute from there and help some some of those customers out on the freight costs. So are you and a local use- presence is always awesome. Are you gonna be using wort from the brew pub to prop up yeah. the yeast there? Yeah. Okay, nice so all grain there as well. Yeah. So are yeah. European homebrewers gonna have access to uh, you know small pitch the packs? Um they already have very good um, access oh. Oh. in in Denmark and okay. hopefully Hopefully we can facilitate that. We won't be packaging for homebrew out of that system uh, for a little while because it's um, it's a little uh, labor intensive and and equipment heavy. Uh, so San Diego is going to be spitting out those homebrew pure pitch packages for now. But 
And that's tiny enough. Yeah, we might expand. And just to give you an idea, too, of of the White Labs growth, uh, you know, I was just there, too. So we had BNA 5-ish? What what, what did we do San Diego? Six? Six? Eight, Eight, I think. No, 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 it was more than two uh, years no. ago. Seven, six five years ago. It was 2011. <clears throat> I think six. Be. Six. All right. So anyhow, we did that at the White Labs building, which they're still in, just before they opened. It was kind of their grand opening. That was building one. As of today, they're working on building three in the same vicinity. They took wow. one. Uh, there's one across the street, and now they've taken the building next door as well. Uh, all part of this, this awesome pure-pitch technology so that they can – uh, manufacture the way they want to, plus the North Carolina uh, location, and now uh, this ability to deliver fresh yeast uh, on, okay. on, a, on a good budget <laughs> in uh, Copenhagen. Chill rock. So, Charles, you've been in it since you've been with them for years now, and really seen this this thing grow. It must be pretty exciting. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I think I don't know how many people we were when I first started, 2007, probably 15, maybe. Maybe not even that, and I don't know. We probably have, I don't know, with the, across all the facilities because Davis is is um, going out too, and oh yeah, and uh, we have a sales office in, in Boulder, Colorado, and a few remote people. I think we're um, we're we're getting bigger and bigger. We're certainly certainly approaching uh, you know eighty or a hundred employees. So that's really that's really awesome to see. It's exciting because it's all in the name of, of fresh yeast is, is what I see. All of the moves I see being made is so that you guys can get more fresh yeast to the people that, that are next to you. So I love it. Yeah. This is and the help first, out oh. because it's such, a, it's such an involved scene. You know, nobody wants, no matter if they're home brewers or if they're pro brewers, nobody wants to just order their yeast and never even think about it. Everybody wants some advice. Everybody wants to talk to the brewers or or guys like us that can give some advice. So the local presence is just really, uh, it's really helped out where we've been. Love it. Do you well, go-, <laughs> go ahead, Beardy. I was uh, wondering, this is the first I've heard about switching from extract to all grain in, in terms of propagation. Is there a benefit um, in terms of the yeast health for that, or what's the motivation behind that? Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's something we've been not really talking a lot about, but we have been working on it for years and years. And it basically is just another step of um, gaining more control over raw materials because we want to make sure that that the bugs have the perfect environment and that we can we can produce a, a word essentially that has completely the, the color and the nutrient composition and the, everything about it um, that we want. So going from all grain is... You know, adding some of the same benefits as it does in any other brewery, but but for us, it's more about controlling the the nutritional composition of of that. And you know, there's a green element to it as well because evaporation and all that stuff from from essentially what is wort already and drying it down to to a liquid form is a little heavy on it. So us going from grain is um, is helping with this new. Much much greener uh, propagation technology. Awesome, and we great. like to brew. I think that's probably what it is. <laughs> we actually just really like to brew as well. Nice. Uh, well, and this would be good for the White Labs tasting room too, uh, to get some beer in the tasting room out of this real brewery. It's oh, beautiful. absolutely! I didn't even talk about that, but yeah, that that's going to be awesome. We we're going to continue to to uh, to brew and steal some of the 
of the batches from the big system and still split into smaller ferment, fermenters and uh, hopefully get a, you know, a much better quality, much more consistent product in our tasting room that's just going to blow people away, I think. It's very exciting. I love it. All right, Charles. Well, I want to come visit when War Pigs White Labs is open and uh, check out the new place. I think it's the perfect time to finally pull the trigger on going to Copenhagen and seeing you guys. Copenhagen Absolutely. Barbecue. You should. There will be a lot of uh, official openings and a lot of fun events in uh, in the month of May. I think that's where it's going to go down. We might open a little bit before then, but month of May, there's the Copenhagen Beer Celebration that's put on by Mick Miller and and there's uh, the Copenhagen Beer Festival in late May as well, and we'll be having events all that um, all that month. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing the news with us, Trolls, and good luck to you guys out there. Of course. Good right, talking brother. to you guys. Cheers. I'll come up and see you there. Do it. Please do. Sure. See you, brother. Trolls. 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 <laughs> Trolls is a good dude. Uh, they're going to be having some fun out there, you can be sure. Uh, let me let you know also that uh, if you're let planning me. on going to the Craft Brewers Conference this year, which up, is up in Portland, Oregon, oh, yeah. uh, White Labs is putting on a yeast handling for brewers class, cropping, storing, and propagation. They're going to do it right there in Portland. Uh, basically, it'll happen, I think, right before the conference. Um, the event date is Tuesday, April 14th, and early registration, uh, you save 50 bucks. So... Uh, make sure that you register soon. Uh, register uh, Registration looks like March 14th. Um, uh, get in there. It's going to be a, a full class because of the Craft Brewers Conference. But if you haven't done one of the White Labs courses, uh, pro brewers, uh, amateur brewers, doesn't really matter. They're all fantastic. Yeast handling for brewers, cropping, storing, and propagation. It's happening, uh, happening April 14th. So go to whitelabs.com. You can click on the banner. It's a huge image right there on their homepage for classes. And you'll see it there. Sign up early and save yourself 50 bucks. It's worth uh, every penny. So go in there and check it out. All right. We're going to take another quick break. Okay. First, I'm going to let you know about Adam and Eve. AdamandEve.com. You go right now, you get a bunch of stuff. Cool stuff. How much stuff? That's all i got to say, right? A bunch. I mean, everybody knows, right? Yeah. Use coupon code BNARMY. Go to AdamandEve.com. If you're not getting enough, you can get more with AdamandEve.com. Ten free gifts. Uh, You'll get sexy surprises for her, a specialty selected toy for him, and then a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you get six full-length adult movies on DVD. Um, I don't know what full length is. Could be a couple of inches. Could <laughs> four be, uh, four minutes. Does yeah. anybody watch them all the way through? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe over the course of a week. <laughs> well, you need to know how Rebecca gets involved in the pizza place in the first place. That's true. Right. Or else yeah. you can't That's a, Yeah, There needs yeah. to be context. There's got to be some context. Yeah. Yeah. What does she do Why bent over the dishwasher? spinning dough? <laughs> yeah. I don't get it! Why did her cable go out? And did she? Why didn't she have to call the cable company? Yeah. Why? Why did they show up automatically? I don't know, but I can't finish unless I know. Right. It doesn't make sense. You're sitting there going, oh, she's really hot, but why don't get it? I need to work with more women. (laughs) Me Why wasn't the cable guy wearing anything under his jumpsuit? (laughs) Right. Tear away pants, really? (laughs) Flexibility. He didn't even look at her cable. (laughs) Is the cable fixed? Because I I can't finish if the cable's not fixed. Is she going to watch The View? I don't know. And now we, we know why he's late to your house. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. You also get free shipping on your entire order. So what do you have to do to get 10 free gifts? Just go to adamandeve.com and use coupon code BNARMY. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y. You won't be disappointed. Just like Rebecca. 
<laughs> Rebecca. With her still broken cable. <laughs> yeah. But she was not disappointed. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got some beer news for you and more. Maybe the results of a Twitter game we never, feedback. that we never announced. Uh, as well as, uh, as some feedback. Feedback trolls. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be back in just about, I don't know, four minutes. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. The National Homebrew Conference is coming up this summer, and More Beer wants to send you. To celebrate 20 years of serving homebrewers, More Beer is giving away two full pass registrations to the 2015 National Homebrew Conference, June 10th through 13th. That's right, two full passes, full access to all the presentations, club night and pro brewers night, two seats to the grand banquet and awards ceremony, two one-year membership gift cards to the American Homebrewers Association, four-night stay at the beautiful town and country resort, round-trip air fair to and from the San Diego airport, two VIP passes to the Brewing Network Zone anniversary party, a $250 prepaid Visa gift card for food and your other expenses, and dinner with the More Beer crew. Visit morebeer.com for all the details and to enter. You can enter once a day through April 15th, and the winner will be drawn on April 25th. If you've already purchased your registration to the event and seats to the Grand Banquet, those fees can be refunded. Enter today at morebeer.com. Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, write-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest approved. Grog Tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to Customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Ah, oh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some grog tags, dude. Grog tag. At least your beer will look good. Grogtag.com. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzenstein? Yes, J.P. Noah. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. But, Roger, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alphas. <laughs> yes, J.P. Noah, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! <laughs> Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to Enjoy a pint? Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew.
What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is awesome. No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. Segmented, demented, fermented, fermented. It's the session. Yeah. Woo! All right. Welcome back to the program. Just a couple things left to do, but they're good things. We got a little feedback. Uh, we're going to wrap up a Twitter game we never uh, started, and uh, we're going to do some <laughs> beer news. And oh, we get to talk a little Pico Brew. I That's see right. in my notes here too. Yeah. So let's do feedback real quick. Feedback is brought to you today by our good friend John over at Beer Law Center. You can go to beerlawcenter.com right now. He can protect your brand like he does the Hop Grenade. I haven't seen a Hop Grenade pop up in a little while, so John's killing it for us. Good. Go to beerlawcenter.com. Uh, just a few things in the feedback this week. Uh, several emails about Nicole on the Again? Uh, on the pizza oh, port. Two weeks show later. This, well, a lot of people listen to the show two weeks. It late, takes a while. Oh, really? Oh. Uh, you know, they catch up and. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not going to read them all. You know, but uh, yeah, I, Nicole had had a few drinks on that program, and apparently uh, a lot of people weren't a fan. <laughs> were not a fan. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, oh. is the breakdown. Dang. Uh, <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Timmy. So, even Michael Phelps wrote in one of them. So Whoa. I'm not kidding. I mean, yeah. signed to Michael Phelps. You had, yeah. You had to drop the bong in order to type. That yeah. guy wrote into the sour hour, too. Oh, okay. I'm surprised he's had enough uh, uh, motivation to uh, to write two emails. Impressive. <laughs> he's good at pole vaulting, right? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. smoking weed. He went to Subway. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be great. All right. Andrew writes in, hey, BN, I have an eight-gallon bourbon barrel. Send me those emails, by the way. I want to read those. Uh, The eight-gallon bourbon barrel one? The the Nicole ones? Yeah. yeah. Why? Uh, I was curious. Yeah, are you not going to read them? (laughs) I want to see if we're on the same page. (laughs) Oh, I see. You're not going to read the emails? Uh, just, no, just sum up that I, well, I, I they're all the same. I summed it up. You summarized yeah. it pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty accurately. Well, I don't want to be rude to anybody. Well, anybody everybody you know. listens, listens, so they get it. Yeah. How, how rude can yeah. you be? Um, all right. Uh, hey, Bian, I have an eight-gallon bourbon barrel that I used a couple of times for aging beer. I haven't used the barrel since last spring. Uh, it's been in warm storage units and garages <laughs> uh, ever since. Uh, Wait, are those separate? Warm storage, Warm storage units and yeah, garages okay. uh, ever since. After last use, I rinsed it with a little sanitizer and bottled water. Um, I don't know why. why. Bottled water? Yeah. That's yeah, better than water. hose water, okay. I guess. Uh, I have kept a couple gallons of bottled water in it and turn it every couple weeks to uh, keep the staves damp. No sign of leaks. I was thinking about filling it with boiling water the day before I fill it. I'm a little concerned that so much time with just water may have done some damage. Thanks for any info from Andrew. Beardy? Um, I mean, it depends on what you mean by damage. You might lose a little bit of flavor, but, um, I mean, it's not... It's not going to hurt the vessel. Right. I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily have high hopes for getting a clean beer out of it. No. Versus, like, if you're going to just make it a sour 
if you're if you're expecting to get a sour beer or a funky beer out of it, by all means, I think it would probably work fine. But I I don't think you're going to get like a, a nice clean bourbon barrel aged stout out of it. Just because too much stuff lives in the wood, uh, right? And at this point, he's done a couple of batches through it already. Okay, he got a couple of batches through it. Having it mostly, I mean, because it didn't sound like he had it full with even just water is not that great of a storage solution. Right. Okay. You want something with a low pH. I mean, Jay talks about it on the Sour Hour, what his storage solution is. Centodarius episode. Right, yeah. Okay. And um, so if you want to learn how to actually take care of your barrels beforehand, this guy's kind of a little late. But Listen um, to the Sour, hour, the sour hour, Sante Adarius yes. show. Okay. All right. Thanks, Beardy. Mm-hmm. I'd be more worried about it leaking. Right, at least now it's, he's not going to waste a lot of beer when he goes to fill it because well, it, it, it's hydrated. Well, kind of. It's hydrated one side or the other. When you put beer in there, it starts leaking out the other side. Yeah. There's I, two ways to, to, to hydro test your, your, your barrel. One is to you know, fill it up halfway and roll right. it over and fill up the other half. Or you put hot water right. in it and you just make everything swell. If, yeah, if he fills it with hot water beforehand, that will help seal it up quicker than just the bottled water that he has I, in it. Yeah. I put it in my uh, my boil kettle with the, the false bottom, and I just steam it. It steams the outside, and mm. it makes mm. it swell. Okay. Mm. That would work, too, yeah, for stealing. Then I don't wash all the barrely stuff out of it with hot water. Yeah. But, yeah, Beardy's right. You're probably going to get a sour beer out of it. Okay. All right, RC writes in, Hey, I know everyone at the BN is working day and night to get the BN mobile app back in the Google Play Store. We all are. Did you remember this week? <clears throat> yes. He gives advice that if it's down, uh, until it gets fixed, you can simply go to the BN homepage with a mobile device and click Listen Live, which is true. All the mobile app does currently is stream what is streaming anyway to your app, so you could do it through the website. That being said, it is back in the store. Um, they well, yeah, canceled it and didn't tell me and then told me, oh, yeah, all you have to do is this. Great. You should tell people that. Yeah. And I'll do it. And, uh, How much does it cost? Uh, it's free. It's cool. very free. Oh. Unlike that first one? Yeah. That you still owe me for? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so go to uh, Google Play or Android Mark. I don't know what the hell you do. Yeah. Just go there and search BN Mobile, and it's there. Do things. Yeah. Go somewhere. Do something. Yeah. Click some stuff. It. Yeah. Um, and uh, so Nicole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Wow>. Really? <clears throat> oh. Here's a good one from Justin. Justin writes in. Uh, I know the guy. I was just driving to work while listening to last week's session and heard Drunk Johnny explain how he broke his glasses, and I couldn't (laughs) stop laughing. That was our Drunk of the Week, of course, who (laughs) fell... Like ran into a door. I don't know. Well, he was diagonal. Uh, yes, he, was, he, yes. he stood yes. up. Yeah. yeah, he was horizontal. Then yeah, whatever he said, it was funny. Justin says I couldn't see because I was crying and laughing so hard. I probably should have pulled over, but like a champ, I kept going. Uh, <laughs> Good man. Yeah, like I, a dumb champ. You got to power through it. I'd like to thank the same theoretical spirit that helped him get drunk of the week for also helping me get to work without dying. <laughs> good work. Yeah, good feedback. And um, let's see. Here we go. Russ from Wisconsin writes in, look, he says. Uh, <laughs> where? There wasn't a capital letter? No, but anytime you start parts. with less. <laughs> it's like me uh, talking to you guys. You better sit down. Right, guys, yeah. look. look. Okay. And you always know, Jesus. <laughs> Here we go again. Uh, is, all right, look, I've listened to you a bunch. Uh, I haven't learned shit. Uh, <laughs> In a while. Although the main issue is um, being that I'm too lazy to brew. 
All of your douchiness aside, you should contact Dan over at New Glarus again. He's getting nutty with a dedicated brewery for sour beers. It would be better than another double IPA that nobody gives a shit about. <laughs> uh, JP, punch somebody, he says. Okay. Doc took the brunt of that one. Yeah. Uh, I've recently discovered Epic's Brainless on Peaches and Elder Brett in one night back to back to back to back. Forgive my direct nature. What is happening? What? Uh, <laughs> rambling, yes. Fuck off. Bevo, I'm sure you're cooler than these cock fencers make you feel. And I'm out. Russ. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. You would think that... I don't know what that is. The medium of email would lend itself very well to filtering out <laughs> stuff to prevent you from rambling. Because huh. you have to type. Yes. Like there's one key on the keyboard. <laughs> and that's that just even... send. It's oh, record yeah. and then send. So wait, is that like... Fencing in the proper sense, but with your yes. penis. Yeah, that, that was so, fancy. Yeah. So it fancy was, no, it's, we all get boners and lay down, and we create a barrier. Oh, so, so, so the, the boner fence. fence. It's like yeah. a little white picket fence. Yeah. yeah. So that Doc can't get out. The, the, the dog. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So that Doc can't get out. Thank it's like a little Doc playpen. Thanks. <laughs> playpen of boners. Yeah. It might as well be an electric fence because I ain't touching that shit. He's not going near that. Okay. I like if it. anybody out there has any artistic abilities, please draw this. Draw us a dock and send it playpen. Yes. <laughs> My favorite part is when he rattles the cage door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now available from Hasbro. Ages 55 and up only. Uh, all right. Chris from Michigan writes in, uh, Hello. Last week, you read an email from my friend Goose on the show. I'm one of the two people JP felt was too many people to mention, so he edited it out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he said there was a bunch of people. Two? Well, he, it was, it was yeah. and this is why I didn't want to say it, because it's that douche Goose. He's like, I'm going to go on a trip with myself, my uncle, Jeremy, blah, 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 who lives in Ontario, and then my other friend, Gary Sinise, who doesn't live in Ontario, and is kind of shorter, so he has to sit in the front. So it's just this rambling. Things, okay, so I cut yeah. it out. All right. Now, now, now I he's upset. Have. Now you got yeah. Maverick and Iceman busting your chest. Yeah. <laughs> All I want to do is play volleyball. Yeah. He says, I know Memorial Day is an important three-day weekend for many people, but I'm coming in from Michigan for a wedding, which is uh, what precipitated this trip, where we plan to be at the Hop Grenade <laughs> Monday night. Right. Do you, do you really need to know that <laughs> he's coming in from Michigan for a wedding? No. Does it really what? say precipitated? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I'm wondering if there's any chance someone would be willing to do a show on that Monday night. Uh, I want to be honest. Uh, no. Guy who knows Goose, there's no fucking chance. Sorry. Um, uh, then I, it will be a once-in-a-lifetime chance for me to catch the magic, which I enjoy via podcast up close and personal. Um, maybe we'll see what a, precipitates out. Maybe a Dr. Homebrew show. No. I can bring in some homebrew to contribute. No. Uh, or a sour hour. No. The magic of close really just looks like herpes. What, I, about, I just finished uh, aging my first two sour brews and would love some hints from Jay. How about ears up? Yeah, I'll do an ears up show for you. <laughs> On Memorial Day. Uh, thanks for all you do for us homebrewers and beer enthusiasts. You guys are amazing, uh, Chris. Hmm, I wonder if we're still amazing. Yeah, sorry, bro. We just, you know, we can't yeah. just invent a show out of thin air. You think this stuff just happens? <laughs> I mean, it's magic. Yeah, we'll already have. I mean, I think we'll already have all those shows already recorded. So there's no, there's unfortunately, we got those cardboard cutout things, right? We'll put the cardboard cutouts <laughs> oh, in here. Yeah. We'll be, we'll all be face down drunk somewhere else, right? 
Uh, I many- do highly recommend coming in, though. It's a nice little place. It would be pretty funny to get cardboard cutouts of the back of me tasting <laughs> Moscow <laughs> and like profile of Justin. That's a great <laughs> so that idea. Just, just, just a window screen. Just put them in the seats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just do the window. The yeah. film. That's yeah. a great uh, film. We can paint it on the back of our uh, uh, the the drape shade. or whatever. The shade. Oh, yeah. Just pull it down. The drape. Yeah. Oh, the drape. No, we do the cardboard cutout thing. Then, then up front, they got yeah. these little strings that make us move once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like every time they pull a tap to yeah. pour a beer, one of us <laughs> moves. moves. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, we get a birdie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fact, It'll yeah. probably be much more entertaining. End up here, Weekend at Tasty's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't, you don't get out of this show when you die, uh, Tasty. Yeah. 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 We have blobbers attacked. You're ours forever, right, yeah. man. They'll stuff the shit out of you. If, if we made a parody video, like if Push directed a video of Weekend at Tasty's, and we did a couple of just uh, yeah. scene for scene, couple, oh, it would be gold. Yeah. We got to do that. <laughs> All right, that's your feedback for today, brought to you by BeerLawCenter.com. Thanks, everybody, for writing in. You can send your feedback over to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. What about the scene where the the woman makes love to Tasty's corpse? Oh. (laughs) This is classic. What? You don't remember that scene? That's like a live shot right now. Turn his microphone off. (laughs) I think that was weekend necrophiliacs. I don't think I've seen that movie. Somebody banged Bernie? Yeah. In part one? No. Yeah. Yes. No. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. He, he, really? Remember the guy's looking upstairs and it's the silhouette of the woman. She's like riding him. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah maybe you're right. I do sort of I'll pull that. it up. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see. All right. Why don't we do some beer news? Can we do that? Well, can um, I look up this YouTube clip first? <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to make news. for good radio anyway. I think Are you uh, kidding me? All right. Let's do beer news. Go ahead. What do we got today? Fine. Uh, let's start it off with a follow-up story. If you guys maybe remember back in September, I reported that armed robbers had tied up employees and stole more than ten grand from the Minnesota Craft Brewers Guild's exhibit at the Minnesota State Fair. I do what? remember. I, I don't I, remember. I, that. I think I ended the news with it just like to depress everybody before we signed <laughs> off. But the the police said that it was the first armed robbery of a vendor in the State Fair's history, and it was it happened like 11 p.m. Friday night as the Friday night session was ending, and uh, that the employees were basically tied up and a gun. And a bunch of um, his thugs. cohorts made off thugs. with the money. Yes, thugs. Oh, they so, got away. Yes, they got oh. away. But so now here's the follow-up story. Night. You were at the state fair that night. Really? Yeah, yeah. it's a good story, Warren. Well, well right. I mean, I, I <laughs> cool you and Bevo should tell stories. It paid stories for my trip. I mean, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I was there. Oh. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, they haven't arrested you yet, but they did arrest, uh, they say, the fourth, and now they, they, I, they think they've caught all four, so that's good. The fourth and Great. final suspect was charged in federal court uh, for last year's Minnesota State Fear Beer Exhibition robbery. Uh, the guy pleaded guilty. Uh, the federal indictment was filed in October. It charged Jordan Strickland, age 23, Antonio Washington, age 21, Jarrett Maiden, age 35, and Elijah Branson, age 20, all from St. Paul, for interfering with commerce by robbery. Strickland and Maiden were also charged with using a gun during a crime of violence. So Maiden was an employee of the Minnesota Craft Brewers Guild exhibit, and he saw a chance wow. to make some money, oh. apparently. So Why inter- do they have to qualify robbery with something else? Interfering with yeah. commerce by robbery. <laughs> robbery. I mean, who gives a shit? Because it makes it a federal crime. I see. Because robbery I, can't be a federal crime, no, not on its no, own. No. Apparently, because they don't care about robbery. Silly. Yeah. Huh. All right. Go well, ahead. Elijah was a, a Amish dude, right? <laughs> yeah. So he's an employee of the guild. Yeah, it was wow. an inside job. Inside job. Uh, that's uh, up. Now the indictment does not detail Branson's alleged role, but court documents refer to an uh, unnamed accomplice who helped plan the robbery and enlisted the help of these other two guys, Washington and Strickland. So the robbery 
took place, like I said, Friday night, August 29th, 2014, after hours, while an employee was counting the day's proceeds. Washington walked in, pointed a gun at the man, and demanded the money. Uh, Strickland, asking, Strickland, acting as a lookout, helped bind the employee uh, and a second victim to chairs with duct tape. Duct tape. Uh, the two men allegedly made off with uh, about ten and a half grand in cash. The day's sales. That's not uh, a lot of money. It was, it was for going it was to federal prison. It was one yeah. day sales. Yeah, I know, right? Very small payoff for I mean, the if risk. If you're going to rob something, that, go big. Well, and that seems crazy to me because that building was in the middle of the state fairgrounds. Really? So they robbed them. How do they get out of the whole grounds without someone being like, they hey, duck- those guys uh, just robbed. Well, they tied like, everybody. They duct tape as they go. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Everyone that was still All there. The, uh, on the way <laughs> out. Everyone on the way out. Well, yeah. F them. I say execute them. <laughs> Death penalty. Yeah. 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 Deep crime uh, at the next state fair. Waterboarding. So uh, I wonder, federal, right? you guys think he gets to keep his job at the Minnesota Craft Brewers Guild? <laughs> it's like, hey, I just, I, we're not, yeah, none yeah. of us are perfect. I just made a mistake. Yeah. Well, maybe you should try to run for that uh, open seat. That's at right. The AHA. <laughs> yeah. New governing committee member. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, good riddance to bad rubbish. Enjoy your time in prison, fellas. Yeah. Uh, now, Carlsberg uh, is uh, trying to make the sound of clinking beer bottles a thing of the past. Now, what does that mean? They're developing the world's first fully biodegradable bottle for beer that would be made with sustainable wood fiber. Uh, so it's under development now, uh, and they're saying it won't hit the uh, store shelves till probably 2018, so they got a good three years of R&D. Uh, they're first eight- fermenters made out of cardboard <laughs> and now wooden bottles? What is happening? Ridiculous. <laughs> the aim is to replace glass bottles in aluminum containers. Um, and they well, what makes it a possible game changer uh, is that it's created in one piece with an inner coating, which will prevent leaks and would allegedly give beer the same shelf life as those packaged in traditional material. All materials used, including the cap, would be developed with biodegradable materials, primarily the sustainably wood wood fibers, uh, sustainably sourced wood fibers. Jesus, I don't even know what I'm reading. I think it's probably recycled <laughs> Priuses oh. and stuff. <laughs> So if the yeah. coating is made out of lithium ion, yeah. If the coating is biodegradable, how would it increase the shelf life past the wood fiber? I don't know. Shut up, Beardy. Doesn't yeah. matter. Well, it might have like a twelve-year, you know, degrade time or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's shit. I, I don't know. know. I so it's my a, it's a bottle for format, right? Years. Like it's a bottle I, shape. I just hate the earth. So let's keep cap. glass and <laughs> aluminum coming. That's right. Yeah. What is it giving you? Right. Yeah, it is a bottle shape, but the, okay. the containers are not clear, and they would be soft. To the touch, so it would literally Ooh. feel like kind of a soft wood fiber. Soft. Apparently, soft wood is never good. No, never. <laughs> sure is contradictory. It, exactly. So you could throw these in the fireplace or something. Oh, that's know. a good idea. Yeah, it'd be nice. Is it kindling? kindling. Spare the air, day. Uh, Hello, <laughs> right? Damn it! You can't hate the earth. God, you yeah, can't do that, anything in that this world. Pro- polypropylene liners that. can right, kill everybody in the room. Real healthy. <laughs> Wow. Well, I have a quote from the the company's senior vice president for corporate affairs, but it, to forget it. It doesn't mean anything. So He's I don't know. Look, to us. Maybe in uh, three years we'll have uh, wooden beer bottles on the shelf. Sustainable wood. Non-sustainable wood. That comes in a pill bottle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, little, right. little blue they bottle. already solved that problem. <laughs> Tasty hasn't heard that term for 10 years. <laughs> Small blue bottles. <laughs> All right. And finally, our friends, speaking of Pico Brew, our friends there have uh, launched a new campaign on Kickstarter, really? which, uh, yeah, just like their last one, already blown way past its $100,000 goal. They're at 133 and change uh, from 196 backers, which is 681 per donator. So once again, we got some uh, deep-pocketed individuals contributing to the Pico Brews campaign. What now? You just think about a beer and it uh, and it makes it? <laughs> Poof. There That's, it is on your I counter. I love this company. Yeah. <laughs> well, then you're brew? instantly drunk already. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Think about a beer, think about drunk. It. And then right. the tip's already been paid. God, right. I love 
love this company. Yeah. It's pretty close. It's a it's like a smart kegerator. So now you can brew the beer with the Pico brew and then you can put it uh, on tap in your smart kegerator. So it's got like a digital display above the tap. It shows you how much is left in the kegs, what's wow. on the kegs, and everything's in the cloud and you can communicate with other people's kegerators. It's a smart kegerator. It's not like smart enough to cut me off, is it? <laughs> Hopefully not. Because that'd be jacked up. Yeah. <laughs> That's a dumb kegerator. Stupid yeah. smart kegerator. Yeah. Right. Kate the Great's upstairs going, well, that'll be enough. Shutting them off. God yeah. damn it! <laughs> yeah, you're like that lab rat keeps pushing that button. Yeah, this is the stupidest kegerator ever! Wow. So you, they're saying you can locate new craft beers for your kegerator on this thing, host your own brew house portal on the web, set exact beer serving temperatures, see how many servings you have left, see brewer, brew date, ingredients, other information, read tasting notes, read and write reviews, Wow! and even notify well, your friends when you put into your beer on tap. So this kegerator knows you better than you know you. I love that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you hook up a card swipe for the? Uh, oh yeah, to get a beer. Writers? Yeah, well, so you know that's who, a good idea, Tate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. if it Who's notifies your friends when you, you put in your card swipe here, right? <laughs> Jeez, like, yeah. It's RFID fun. tag, you just swipe. Yeah, yeah. Right. it phones the neighbors for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Janet's Brown's on tap, kids. Get your RFID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, garage, the garage door opens automatically. <laughs> This is a very smart kegerator. Well, these guys are taking over the brewing world. My, my dad just started using his Pico brew over nice. the weekend. He did his first couple batches on that thing. So uh, before you know it, everyone uh, who was home brewing before will just be Pico brewing. I want it. Yep. Yeah. And uh, that's the news brought to you by Nobody. If you want to sponsor the beer news, uh, news email me, scott at thebrewingnetwork.com, and hopefully I'll be more articulate when you uh, you know pay me to do it. <laughs> that's right. So, Justin, do you think you could... Even with Pico Brew, you could still fuck it up. I don't know. JP, you've been using <laughs> it. I think JP has it. Could I still screw up a batch of Pico Brew? Well, I did. Okay. <laughs> and I'm really smart. <laughs> You're better than me. You beat yeah. me in the in the challenge. Yeah, so, so last yeah. month when we when we last checked in with the uh, Pico Brew exploits, I brewed a double batch ESB, uh, hit the numbers, everything was great, and then I uh, transferred it and I killed my siphon. Several times because mm. I'm not used to doing it or whatever. I still don't really know what happens. And then uh, after 20 minutes of sucking on the hose, yeah, I just yes, yes, <laughs> um, I decided just to pour the carboy into the keg. Okay, um, and oxidated the shit out of my beer. Oh. It tasted really good coming out of the fermenter. Uh, I was really stoked about it, but um, I just totally I ruined it. I totally ruined my beer. Really? Yes. Yep. So, uh, shut up, Warren. You don't even know. Yep. Oh, I so tasted the ruined beer. <laughs> yeah. he, know, he knows that part. I yeah. know that part. So, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to brew again, and uh, I'm going to be better at siphoning, because that really is just what killed me. I can but show you how gravity works. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Great. Amazing. It's uh, all in the suck. Like, it's that initial suck. Well, I right. did that, and then it would just the thing would just die. So I'm getting air in somewhere. So I think oh, I'm going to put like, a worm clamp on the, uh, like, uh, from the, you know, on the tube where it uh, connects to the actual racking cane arm. I, I, them, that's the only thing I can think of. Okay. But I'm so fucking pissed. Stick the hose well, deeper in your mouth next time. Yeah, Thank you, yeah. you got to go deeper. Right, yeah. right. Like just when you start to gag, yeah. a little deeper. Okay. <laughs> you relax your throat. Just a deep inhale. Yeah. Just, just yeah. relax. Okay. Just All right. Try to relax. Yeah. I'll, relax I'll figure that out. Yeah. You guys have been Burning Man. That's cool. <laughs> Well, it sounds like if you want to see the Pico Brew in action, you can come to our brew day at Heretic on yes. March 7th. Where I will drag teaming, it out there. We're teaming up with Quaff, and uh, let's see that Pico Brew at work. Yeah, I'm gonna, I, I, we might even do a double batch. 
Not because you can do that right. while the rest of us schleps are... You can watch the Pico Brew work and, and JP sit next to it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just smile and wave. You're just going to bring a magazine and a lawn chair and the Pico Brew, aren't you? Yes. Shh, I'm brewing. <laughs> Don't talk to Actually, me. bring a full recliner and just you know, put this, your feet up. <laughs> but I'm, I mean, I'm stoked because I want to brew the same recipe again. Yeah. I already have it loaded in my, uh, in my library, which is on the cloud. So when I go to uh, Heretic Brewing yeah. and uh, you know dial up on their Wi-Fi, it'll pull <laughs> You think we have open Wi-Fi? <laughs> you will uh, pull pull the recipe down from uh, from my uh, library into the machine from the cloud from the cloud, yep. and it, it has it all stored right in there. And uh, I don't have to do anything. You know, I don't. I don't I need to it. bring my brew log. I don't need to do anything like that. I need. It's this all thing. based online. It's yeah. all within the. Essentially, it's a computer. I need it that makes beer for you. Yeah, yeah, you got to have Wi-Fi. Yeah. You have several you windows, right. where you but can you don't have to have up. Wi-Fi because it, you, you do it offline. It, you only have to have Wi-Fi if you want to sync a new recipe. Oh, but you can download it. You can but store you can, them on there. Yeah. But you can store it on there, and it, so it has oh. that same recipe what? within the unit. Oh, and if you don't have Wi-Fi, there's an Ethernet plug. Wow. You can well, just I mean, yeah, I mean, jack right in. Yeah. You said unit, but no, you can you can go uh, brew in the in the backcountry oh, if you want, well, as long he... as you sync it up before. So you can turn on your machine, sync up your recipes. Yep. If you don't think you're going to have internet where you're going to brew with this thing, then unplug it and take it off somewhere, and your recipe is in the machine. Pico yeah. brew off the grid. <laughs> right. Yeah, comes yeah. with snow tires. <laughs> yeah, uh, sounds great. Uh, so I'm excited about it. It'll be the first time I can actually hit my numbers twice in a row. <laughs> yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. If only you can suck thing. the beer out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just gotta get this siphoning thing down. Yeah. <laughs> Bev, will you come help me siphon later? <laughs> Wait, let me get this. Let me get this straight. Yeah. So the only thing that you have to do manually is the thing that you jacked up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know, and I felt so dumb. I had yeah. Warren tried. I was like, I screwed this up. Didn't I? He's like, yeah. <laughs> Why? Right. And he said you had your mouth on that already. <laughs> all right. Well, this is all wonderful. Everything's great. Yeah, great. sounds great. Pico Brew is awesome. All right. Uh, before we wrap things up, we'll learn about our Twitter game. I forgot to tell you about this. We've set up a new hotline. Oh, yeah. Now, hotline. I know that a lot of you are upset about <laughs> us not doing Drunk of the Week calls anymore. Now, I will remind you that we will always take drunk calls. We, we, even, right. we even appreciate that. Case in point, last uh, week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just We're just not doing some formal competition each and every week. But we also realize that some of you like to have your drunkenness on other nights than Monday, and we wanted you to be able to participate, too. So now there is a Drunk of the Week hotline uh, that you can call anytime and leave your Drunk of the Week message. Even Australia time? Even Australia time. You can call 24 hours a day, 855-WIN-D-O-T-W. <laughs> wow. This is not a joke. You can call. Uh, just remember that. Put it in your phone right now. 855-WIN-D-O-T-W. Win Drunk of the Week. That's 855-WIN-D-O-T-W. Leave us a message. We'll take the calls. We're going to play them on the air. Some of them. Uh, if we get good ones. Yeah. Uh, it sort of eliminates the thing about the segment we didn't like, which was... A lot of you sucked. Yeah. Uh, so now you can re- record more multiple ones. I don't care. Get it right. And, uh, can I send a graphic to that it's number? A, it's not a <laughs> no graphics, <laughs> Oh, man. I guess, I guess yeah. Involve your friends. <laughs> Are the messages uh, yeah. timestamped? Remember we, we used to get to some guy like 11 a.m.? Yes. So we'll be able to know? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to want to call in, leave us your drunken message. You can still win Drunk of the Week by calling 855-WIN-DOTW. How fun is that, guys? That's going to be cool. Doc, did you write the number down? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> what is it again? Eight five five win D O T W. Drunk of the week. 
Well, the problem with that is I'm probably not going to be able to dial it. <laughs> also, you have to like press one when you get into the call. It's like for uh, DOTW, oh. press one. For Bevo, press two. <laughs> <laughs> for Bevo, we'll, we'll see who gets more messages. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! Uh, so like, oh, I, I think need to screen all of those calls before you put them on the air. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so call the hotline. Leave us your drunk of the week. Hey JP, what was our Twitter game tonight? Our Twitter game was uh, so I was talking to you about uh, this new ad I saw for Stella Artois. And they call their drinking glass a chalice. Yeah. Which I think is incredibly snobbery and douchey. Uh, they're not a sponsor, right? It's the easy way. Okay, not yet. No. Um, and so it got, so got me thinking, Stella has the, the chalice. Uh, Orval has like that goblet thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What would homebrewers drink out of? What okay. should we call our <laughs> serving vessel? Chalice the, the, the sack. The sack. Uh, we got some of those. All right. What did we get from the well, Twitter sphere? Um, our good friend J-Bone says uh, you should call it a garbage can. <laughs> Are you sure you didn't write that one in? Pretty sure. Yeah. Although, or the drain. Know, or the drain. Uh, or the carpet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Beer Master Ben says if it's Justin's homebrew, it should be served in a carpet. Okay. There, there you go, go Doc. Uh, Art Chandler says toilet. Yeah. So I don't know if he has to go to or... Well, Is it toilet or turlet? What did he write? Turlet. He wrote toilet, but he put a period so he as meant- if it was a full sentence. <laughs> toilet. Toilet. Yeah. toilet. Uh, Marcus Harton says a pimp cup, my brothers. <laughs> I own one of those. There you go. Um, <laughs> MN Dust Clouds says uh, the dildo mold, but you should get JP's wiener out of it first. Oh. Yeah, that's pretty gross. Uh, Bob at Cold Steel Inc. says it shouldn't be served in anything from the carboy straight down the drain. Mm. <laughs> wow. Michelle Palmer says uh, serve it in all those leftover BN Summerfest glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a few. It's pretty good. There's enough for every carboy in America. <laughs> every single homebrew. Right. Uh, Pete Dink says it should be served in a glass of other than mine. Okay. Well, that's pretty good. Uh, Dustin Jennings writes, glasses with a trap door so you can dump it discreetly, which I <laughs> think oh. is that's a genius. real idea. Yeah. Because <laughs> really? I'm going to say, even in here sometimes, like uh, if we have a guest or whatever, yeah. and sometimes I'll dump the beer. Not always because it's but, bad. Sometimes I'm just not, it's an Imperial or whatever, and i got to drive. Yeah. But I feel really bad. Like I'm always looking and making sure they've gone all the way around the corner before I dump <laughs> it in here. Yeah. A little dumpy at the bottom would be perfect. Genius. Yeah. But the beer goes somewhere. How does that help? It's going to splatter on the floor. No, I could have like a dump bucket down here and I just, I'm holding it and all of a sudden, oh. Yeah, because right. it's, a, oh, okay. it's the angle where you, it's like you see the turn of your hand. The motion. Oh, someone sees okay. that. But if you got one it's of those things flag. like at the dentist office where you just spit in, the right there you just push uh, on a foot pedal right. and then go yeah. dump it out. Yeah. Well, I don't have to hear anymore. That's the winner. Genius. See? There you go. Uh, well, we have two more. All right. You can fit two more, I'm sure. Uh, Keith Allen says, Homebrew should be served in a stainless steel goblet insulated by brewer's beard pelts to keep the perfect serving temperature. That's disgusting. Yep. <laughs> and last- Imagine holding a hairy... <laughs> a beard pelt. Yeah. yeah. This is your lip. Ah! Bevo! I think Carlsberg's coming out with a hairy beer bottle. Yeah, it's Maybe. biodegradable. Right. By the way, Bevo just described what it's like to kiss us all. <laughs> and we were like, ah, oh, it's disgusting! Yeah. Who does that? Who hair on your lip? Oh. Except Sam. Yeah. Except Sam, Sam yeah. doesn't have facial hair. No, I see he had a couple of hairs last time. Does he even have bodily hair? <laughs> I mean, anywhere bodily hair. Yeah. He, was, he was born like powder. He has got <laughs> nothing. Naked mole rat. He's a mole. He's a mole man. Uh, uh, last but not least, Matt Smith says a cup of lies that makes your friends say, "Wow, 
best beer ever. You should go pro. Cup of likes. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Wasn't uh, bad. All right, I still like bottom dump. Trapdoor. Yeah. Trapdoor. Trap door. Honorable mention to the, the Summerfest summer class. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, true that. There you go. Good job, everybody. All right, that was a great uh, Twitter game, and you're all a lot of fun. We like it. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, all right, don't forget to call 855-WIN-DRUNK-OF-THE-WEEK. And uh, also, we've got lots of shows here on the BN, if you don't know about them, and some of them airing this week. Uh, Dr. Homebrew, I believe. Uh, the Sour Hour yeah. just posted. I just put up, I believe, six episodes of Brew Strong, a couple episodes of The Jamil Show, Brewing with Style. Uh, so lots of content here on the BN. Don't forget about our other wonderful shows. And a couple of other ones we're working on that you'll you'll learn about but not on soon. memorial day weekend <laughs> but not <laughs> <laughs> actually maybe that's something i could uh, no, i doubt it that means someone still has to be here to do things eh, it's only bev which just isn't gonna i'm going to be in another country uh wow <laughs> what you, country are you going to canada. canada oh right uh, are you going to see uh uh, uh what's his name Blobber? yeah that's his no name. he's going to be on the other coast i'm what going you, to the west coast what are you doing oh, yeah. in canada I'm going to victoria Can I get a news girls over? trip is this another like Twilight thing? No, we're we're completely bypassing that crap and just having an adult, fun, childless trip. I see. You're gonna go look for in McDonald's Canada. in Canada. That's where you picked. In Canada. <laughs> yeah, I love it there. Not like uh, you know, it's, it's cleaner San than Francisco. Mexico. No. Whatever. All right, next week on the program, we've got author William Bostwick in uh, his book, A Brewer's Tale. I've read through a good portion of it. You know, not all of it. Uh, but it's, uh, <laughs> I actually interviewed him for the Commonwealth Club, and uh, a great guy with a good story and a good book. So tune in next week, William Bostwick. Come down and see us at the Hop Grenade if you want. I think he'll be in studio with yes, us. Yes, uh, he is in studio. Yeah, you might get a signed book if you want good to. book's it's, on it's, tape. It's a good book. Uh, he does have a book on tape, yes. Um, so, yeah, come check us out uh, next week right here on the BN. For your non-literate brewers. Uh, have I done everything I'm supposed to do? I feel like I have. I feel like we're good. Yes, we're good. All right, solid. All right, JP, why don't you get us out of here, will you? Please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. New Helvetia Brewing from Sacramento came down and shared the struggle with us. Thanks to them. Follow JP on Twitter at MajorJip. And if you're any kind of Disneyland fan, support JP's new endeavor, Cove Ears. Go to getcoveears.com for the best way to find your Disney Park style and customize that classic Mickey Mouse ear hat, you dummy. Warren was here, freshly showered, but not freshly shorn. For some good beer inside and home brew info, follow Nate Smith and Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McD. Yay! Production restaurant on the session has been Shashasha. Today's show has been produced by Shashasha. JP drank beer under 4% all night, although it doesn't really show. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Instagram. Yay! Justin's on my sky and wind.